This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I have these notes, but I gotta say I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. Nothing gets in our way. Boom! Keep coming hardcore. The hardcore Clippers. That's us. We're going to get better every day. We're going to be tenacious. Something knocks us down. We're going to get back up and we're going to keep coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. Boom! Boom! And now, but most of all, I'm pumped. Come on, come on, come on, get up, come on, get up. If you're as tight as I am, get up. Our feature presentation. Is that Steve Ballmer? Yeah, or? yeah. He uh, he was happy. Or Chris or, Farley, or whom, Kevin? Name. Chris Farley is what I was going to say oh. because he <laughs> plays that character where it's so far over the top. I thought about uh, I thought about you, Jensen, when that uh, press conference was going on. I was wondering how you felt about seeing your dad up there being so happy. Uh, it was rough. I, I don't think that either Kawhi or Paul George were excited about that kind of enthusiasm. They were mortified. Yeah, they could not believe how uh, they were so embarrassed. Yeah, weren't they? Yeah, they weren't thrilled on it. But listen, hey man, he's passionate. Yeah, he rather have that is. than a guy yelling racial epithets, which is what we had for a decade or two. So. <laughs> those are your only two choices. Yeah, you can only have those two options. <laughs> wow, yeah. that sucks. Yeah, that's very exciting. Hey, uh, let's use the uh, hi, Allie. Hey, Bean. Let's use the uh, the power of being on the radio and have somebody call and tell us what's going on with all the police cars. Yeah, that was Des- weird. Describe where and what you guys saw. Uh, coming uh, south on the 101 toward the 405 and then eventually Hollywood, um, I saw, and this was after Jensen, I saw, um, I think there were four vehicles. There was one that was a fire truck. There was one that was a fire chief looking car. There was an ambulance. And I was like, this is a lot going yeah. someplace first thing in the morning. Jensen saw a lot more. I saw like 30. Yeah, because four is not unusual even it is. to respond to, like, an accident Yeah, I guess, yeah. But yeah. 30, now we're talking about a situation. Yeah, I saw, like, uh, totally... I, also, they, like, weren't uh, traditional chase kind of cars. Like, they felt like one was kind of a large bus feel to it. A large bus? Yeah, very odd. It was just... Uh, that's what caught my attention originally, was, like, these aren't cars I normally They're see... not regular ones? ...on the freeway, yeah. I wonder if you were supposed to see that. I wonder if it was aliens. That's what oh, I'm saying. Someone called Tom DeLong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if uh, if somebody out there knows, if we have a KNX traffic tipster who mm-hmm. wants to give us a call, uh, 1-800-520-1067, if you know what that uh, that massive uh, show of force was. It's a little freaky this time in the morning. Mm. Yeah. Please yeah. call now. Okay. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Betty. That was Betty White, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, cars. 1-800-520-1067. I love you. 
still very distressed over my Uber reading. I don't know that I'm ever going to get over it. I mean, um, really, you should. By we now. Heard, heard from a uh, listener yesterday who has a 4.79. I have a 4.77, which is the lowest of anyone I know. He has a 4.79, and he has vomited in the back of the <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And he has a higher rating than I do, who has been nothing but courteous and polite and on time, and I don't eat, and I don't vape, and I don't do any of those things. Right. Hmm. All right, hang on. I'm just getting information from old man Ruben here. Uh, I just want to talk to the Uber drivers that you have gone with, and I would like to get their version of Oh, I would love to. You as a passenger. We now know that there's such thing as notes. Yes. So if any driver was able to find out, we would love to know what what Bean's problem is, why he's such a garbage person. The note, the note would say, wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. What the <laughs> Why does he keep asking to hear that? <laughs> I do insist that all drivers play it when yeah. I get in the car, if that's what you're asking. Are you a chatty Cathy? Um, yes, I'm very friendly. That's what as it you is. Know. That's what it is. It's word vomit. It's word vomit. What, what, what Great, you, Chip. What do you mean? I'm very pleasant. Look, I don't treat my driver like staff no one like says you guys that. do. Yeah, like we do. No one says that, but what you don't understand is your driver is not interested in what you're saying. But when when somebody gets in the back of that car with their headphones on, they're basically saying, hey, other human being two feet away from me, you're not worth me paying attention to. No, you're maybe not worth me acknowledging. Here's what I do. I get in the back. Mm-hmm. And by the way, 4.88, suck it, Bean. Mm-hmm. I get in the back and I show him my headphones. I go, is it cool if, if I listen to my headphones? Just, you know, get my attention or whatever. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. No problem. Because your driver's so human to you. Done. Right? They're not worth your time. No, he's perfectly nice. Well, clearly someone has the right idea between you two, and it's not Bean, whose <laughs> rating is subpar into the vomit category. Here's the uh, update Ruben has provided from uh, the Los Angeles uh, Central Fire Department. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, downtown LA, 40... 40- Firefighters extinguished a fire in a one-story commercial building in 40 minutes. Okay, but th- that That's, wasn't downtown LA. It would be the other way. Ooh, so this isn't it. Yeah, yeah. Be more towards the valley, you were saying. Yeah, okay. In the valley yeah. heading north. Yeah. All right. The growth like of this fire was initially... Oaks, yes. Possibly okay. Camarillo. Uh, both right. of those places Maybe are Oxnard. north. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. stay safe, San Luis Obispo. <laughs> <laughs> so one eight hundred five two zero one zero six in. If you know that fire is uh, downtown, so that's not near the one. Call okay. now. Okay. Call now. All right. Here's my He's Uber. Lost a will to live. Yes. <laughs> Somebody call my mama. Okay. Here's the Uber story that I want to do just real quick, uh, which has made me thinking about my own poor Uber rating. This is uh, sisters who are named uh, Carrie Maggard and Deb Eggers. They were stuck at the airport in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, over the weekend on Saturday night because they had missed their connection to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, because there was a storm, so they didn't make the second leg of their trip. It says in this article, all the later flights were sold out, which makes sense because how many flights are going to Sioux Falls. But it also says they couldn't get a rental car, which surprises me. Oh, oh no. Happens what? a lot in Hallmark movies. That there's I'm only sorry. there's only one rental car because of storms, and people are like, "Oh no, what are we going to do?" So they only have one rental car, just a single car, and then they wind up saying, "Let's share the ride," and then they get to know each other. Then they save Christmas and they fall in love. Yes, I just it struck me as weird that at an airport the size of the Minneapolis St. Paul Airport that there was no rental car available. But we're going to go with it because that's what CNN says in this story. And even oh. though they're fake news, this is a cute story. So they just pray that they can figure out some way to get to their aunt's 100th birthday party in Sioux Falls. So they call an Uber. So an Uber driver shows up. It's 200 miles to Sioux Falls from Minneapolis, by the way. Mm -hmm. 
an Uber driver shows driver shows up and his name is Jesus Florentino. Ladies and gentlemen, talk about your prayers being answered. Mm. A driver named Jesus shows up. Probably one of the ladies. Okay, go ahead. I in Minnesota though, in the last name okay, of Florentino. I don't know. Okay, uh, one of the uh, right. One of the uh, ladies in the party says, "I was shocked that anyone picked us up. It was kind of a last resort to see if anyone could consider us. We were picked up immediately, and of course, I got a message on my phone that said Jesus is seven minutes away." <laughs> <laughs> she said uh, uh, the driver said he couldn't see the destination when he accepted the ride, but the woman double checked with him to make sure he was willing to drive so far. He said, I feel that they need to be attending the birthday, and I enjoy driving, so yeah, it worked out well. It was an important occasion for them, and if I was in their place, I would appreciate very much somebody taking me there when there was no other way. He was so sweet without hesitation, said Maggie, and uh, it took four hours to get there. They reached their destination around 6 o'clock. Party went on. He turned around and drove back to Minnesota. I think if Jesus was here, he'd be driving an Uber. I think he'd be Lyft. Lyft? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Because... Because he was lifted. lifting you up. Ah, well, that would be one way to kind of we see, lift our hearts. See what humans are like is to drive Uber. You get a cross sure. section of a bunch of people. How do they not see your destination before they pick you up? That always happens. No, you don't see before. It's only when you uh, accept only it when, when they get in the it car. In. Yeah, yeah. Thought- Sometimes you put it, put the address in the uh, in the app. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes oh. I just say because a lot of it times, always says where to, and I just put the address. Oh, sometimes I don't because oh. you know what. Maybe if it's not far enough for them, they wouldn't they take it. They don't pick you up? That's oh, interesting. I think they don't tell them because of that. I think, interesting. I think until they press accept when you're in the car with them, then oh. they see the destination. I did not know, because, I know that. Because if they knew the destination ahead of time, they wouldn't pick up small drives, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in case you're wondering, the uh, the Uber trip cost two hundred and sixteen dollars and thirty cents. Kind of a deal. Absolutely. I didn't see that at all. No. Yeah, and she tipped him. The ladies tipped him fifty four dollars and seven cents. I'm not sure why, and also gave him a five star rating. So there you go. That's a very sweet Uber story. And that sucks though, because for you, Jesus wouldn't even have picked you up, right? Mm-mm. Exactly. I would leave living rating. in the Minnesota airport. He'd drive yeah. by and go. <laughs> Right. I just just like Uber to know, I'm giving them a lot of great free press right sure, now, yeah. and I'm speaking very highly of the company, and I think that might be worth bumping me up a little bit in the ratings. When I was uh, when I was at uh, Coachella, and I got T-boned in that accident. Yes, I Ubered back from mm. Coachella. Ooh, what was that? Picked bill? me up you, pretty you know? quickly. What was that cost? Uh, it was about three hundred and fifty bucks. Ooh. Wow. Mm. Good times. Worth then it. Then you also had to pick up people. It was a pool Uber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> frustrating. It was so long. <laughs> 17 stops we made. Wow. Oh. <laughs> and they were ready. Come on. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. Back to you, B. Uh, no, back to you, Kevin. Okay. Hey, oh, let's, no! let's talk about today's Kevin and Beach show, shall we? I'm pumped. Dr. Drew is going to be on the show today. Yeah. And we found out yesterday that our own beer mug... I mean, he may be a doctor for all I know. I think he might be after yesterday. Yesterday, he started spouting all kinds of wisdom, mm-hmm. in air quotes, and uh, stuff that he believes is true. Yeah. So we're going to have a, a, a doctor off. Yeah. Dr. Nice Drew to... and Dr. Muggs. And it nice. wasn't like, he didn't just say like, oh, take a, you know, the sty of, an eye, of a fly and rub it on your eye. And, you know, like he didn't say like weird stuff. No, he real... said things that possibly mm-hmm. could be true. Correct. Yeah. But I don't think are. I like the fact that after the meeting, we actually all yelled at Muggs, don't study tonight. Because that's, <laughs> because we said we were going to talk about it today. We had another employee that we're not going to announce his name, Lightning, um, who used to then go home and like, bone up on everything and then he would yeah. come in and change his story. Oh, come on. Right? Awful. So that's that's not a good thing. So we didn't want that to happen. Uh, you caused a public panic 
Apparently, this happens more than we know, including with Ellie. Oh, come on. Just once. Uh, get up on this with Jensen. I'm in. We didn't get to this yesterday, but 25% of food delivery people taste the food. Actually, eat the food on the way over. Uh, oh, I'm happy we didn't get to it, and hopefully it'll be pushed We're again get today. To it today. Yeah, no, let's push, skip push it. it. Can't wait. Plus, push comedian it. Jay Moore will join us as well in studio. Love that. And we've got your tickets for 21 Pilots as well coming up. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Allie, right? um, we don't go in the air until 6. We're good. Save, save us from this, Allie. <sighs> that was entertaining. We often talk about memorabilia and how none of us are really collectors of anything like that. You you have DVDs, you have yeah, Blu-rays. Um, Blu-rays. You have you're Unopened. a sneakerhead. I'm a shoehead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you don't really go for anything like that a star used in a movie no. or an athlete used in a you know pivotal game. So we are not the people that quite understand the whole memorabilia thing. And this one I really don't get, but late rapper Tupac Shakur recently made the record books because his old prison ID card sold for $30,000 to an unidentified collector who wishes to remain anonymous. Well, so would I, sir, because you're throwing away $30,000 on an Was it that guy that got card. fired for sending uh, Tupac lyrics <laughs> everywhere? <laughs> public official in Iowa. I yeah. thought of him immediately. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, he's like, you know what? I just cashed out my 401k. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is what I spent Got some it free on. time to look at memorabilia all day. Wouldn't that be amazing yeah. and sad? What? what you... Look, mm-hmm. if you've got the money... And you're a huge fan. Right, we're not. Yeah, sure. Might, might feel cool to have. I okay. mean, his prison ID isn't necessarily the most optimistic part of Tupac's career. Yeah, no. It's not the platinum record or, you know. Our friend uh, Rodney Bigenheimer has Elvis Presley's driver's license. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's got to be an expensive piece. Yeah, that's a nice uh, item of memorabilia there. What that was is. his age on it? Do you know? Um, well, I mean, let's see. He probably, probably in his 30s, I would imagine. Oh, so hot, Elvis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes a difference to you? I mean... You don't want fat Elvis? Uh, you, you don't want, want like, bloated, sweaty Elvis on right. there? I mean, but, I feel like if you're an Elvis fan, you would mm-hmm. probably take any driver's license from I'd probably him. take, like, early in the uh, Navy, Army, Air Force, Marine. <laughs> army. When he Got was in covered. the Army. I, w- I would take one. Like, he just looked so handsome back then. Okay. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? It yeah. would. It would. <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. You guys, um, remember all those stories about Constance Wu and her being a real diva and yeah. her tweeting those things when her show Fresh Off the Boat was renewed and she was like, and then was like, I didn't mean it about the renewal. And people were like, no, you're awful. Yeah, it would have been a frosty day when she went back to work on the set of that show. I'll tell you that. Everyone else was pretty excited to have work. Yeah, especially, you know, not only the people on camera, but, you know, the hundreds of Of crew Mm -hmm. pretty stoked to have a job. Yep. Um, Would you believe that... um, she is demanding top billing in a movie that also stars J-Lo and Cardi B? Yes, I would. I think I would, too, now. Before <laughs> Still I'd be shocking, like, though. Before I'd be like, come on. Yeah, here's the thing. The movie Hustlers that they are all starring in, 
Members of her team are demanding that media outlets name Wu first in articles, despite you know, J-Lo having a much bigger name. And let's be honest, Cardi B has a higher profile. Yeah, especially yeah. being, and I think this is her first movie. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, if you've seen the trailer, Jennifer Lopez looks like the star of the movie. She is the ringleader of the women. Right. She's the one who kind of organizes their crime spree. It looks like it's her film. She should be first. Uh, even if it wasn't her film. If she was like a secondary third character, you would still say J-Lo's in this. Yeah, yeah. And then you'd Bigger name star. the other yes. people. It's just, wow. What is happening? Yeah. Lady, stop it. Speaking That's of J-Lo. An incredible bitch. Oh, well, I, I don't know her personally, but all signs are pointing to her being a bit full of herself. J-Lo's birthday yesterday. Um, I can't imagine what it would be like if you've got the money J-Lo has and the money A-Rod has. They've been dating for a while now. Like, how do you come up with a birthday gift that's not, like, super over the top, you just look crazy doing it, or something really personal and sweet? It's got to be kind of hard. It's, trust me, it's a problem I would love to have. Sure, nice problem. not be sure, you know, what I should get that's extravagant or not. But she wound up with a giant yellow ribbon on the hood of a brand spanking new bright red Porsche yesterday, given to her by A-Rod. So that's kind of nice. Then she goes, oh, I bought one last week. I'll just have to return it. Right. She's like, this is <laughs> so cute. Oh, another one? <laughs> I, only, gonna... I only have the black one, so I'm stoked to have the red one now. <laughs> Who's going to drive this, though? Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to be in the back, like, chilling. I have to now get a driver. It's just another another driver? It's just a lot, you guys. It's a I lot. think she's unstable, to tell you the truth. Oh, <laughs> I don't think that's true. Oh, but Mom. you never know. You I have to say this, but mm-hmm. it really is an embarrassment to all women. Whoa. Oh, wow. That I don't, seems harsh. I think she seems pretty pretty good for women. I don't want to slut shame her. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. What? It's very apparent that she's a definite tease. Why? Wow. I mean, she isn't. You might be reading into this. Yeah, she's, she's dating that guy. Dating A-Rod for serious. years. Thank you for your opinion. Oh. Probably getting married, you guys. Are you mom's got a lot of harsh. Yeah, she's yeah. rough. She's really rough. Thanks, J-Lo. <gasps> you guys, when we come back, we're going to talk about things like zombie eaters. Okay. Because I think a lot of us might be zombie eaters. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I feel you, like I would know. But... You, you feel like you would. Oh. Um, but I guarantee you, Bean, you're a zombie eater. Oh. You guarantee Bean is. I guarantee I am. Okay. But oh. I also guarantee... You are? Okay. Jensen's definitely a zombie eater. So all of us are. Yeah, we're zombie eaters. How about Chip? Um, Chip's a zombie eater. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll explain what that means. I I hope. I hope you do. What if I don't? What if I just... Don't ever mention it again. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Some birthdays for you. Rapper Mac Lethal from Friends and Episodes and all sorts of other shows. Matt LeBlanc. Right? Sure. Mm-hmm. We were on a break. Not him. Finn Baylor, he's a wrestler. Uh, uh, which is why I was super excited that it was also Hulk's birthday. Oh. But he's a soccer player? Hulk? Oh, how do I take that back? I did the Cena thing for him. Hulk. I it don't know who you're Hulk talking about. Yeah, I think soccer a, player. I think he's a Brazilian soccer player. I mean, who cares? I, I, I would assume you could leave that one off the list. I'm going to leave that one yeah. off. If, you were, if we were in Brazil, we should mention it? Right. Yeah. Other than that, no. And Thurston Moore, it says, oh. not, not a wrestler, uh, okay. guitarist and singer for Sonic Youth, but he was the one on the island, right? Millionaire and his that wife. Was, 
It's like Person. none of these make sense, and that's Ow. what's happening. Gilligan's Island. Oh. oh man, start over. Wow. New file. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. Do not tell me people are putting their fingers in my this is food. A total nightmare. Before they bring it to my house. I don't. I don't. We can skip it. Yeah. We got right? breaking yeah. news. There's got to be breaking news. I'll look. You guys yeah, get have been there. Like Puerto Rico? Puerto There's a Rico, big thing sure. going on there. Oh, Reading Rainbow just tweeted little oh. Nas X and said, we'd be down for a remix. Oh, guys, awesome. right. Great story. Take a look. Okay. It's in a book. It's Old Town Road. I got to yeah. tell you about this. No. I'm sorry. What? First of all, here's a story out of a Chicago suburb yesterday, uh, just to kind of get us into the topic. A Jimmy John's delivery driver was caught on camera apparently putting his mouth on a customer's drink no. before mm-hmm. delivering an order mm-hmm. in Northwest no. Chicago. Putting his drink on his straw? Yeah. So Home- Mueller, he, they had a hearing yesterday. Right. Did you guys hear Jensen, about this? Let me tell you about this. Homeowner Emily Brem said video from her ring doorbell captured the incident just seconds before her order was handed off. Video showed the worker carrying a box and holding a drink as the delivery driver stands at the Brems front door. He appears to put his face to the cup. Oh. My son came upstairs and said, just so you know, the delivery guy licked your drink. <laughs> Adding that the family did not eat the food and immediately contacted the store. Now, do you think this was a deal where you know how sometimes when you've got a straw in your drink that some of it some of it kind of spills out onto the top of the lid and he was just trying to make the lid look tidier? Oh, no. the, the, like, o- the overage suck. Yeah. Like no. he didn't put his Are mouth you? on the straw. He licked the top of the lid to try to make it look neater before the, the you, delivery. You're maybe? giving him a lot of credit. I'm just asking. Do you think that's likely what happened? No. no. I mean, even a little bit. He was thirsty. There was a straw. He took a sip. Okay. The uh, survey has been done by Us Foods. They interviewed people who use um, delivery apps, food delivery apps. And by the way, lots of people using food delivery yeah, apps. Agreed. Yeah, Uber Eats is the most popular, in case you were wondering. Huh. Followed by Grubhub, then DoorDash, and in fourth place, Allie, your favorite Postmates. Wow, I- that's got to be regional. No way. That has to be, be regional. Yeah, here regional. in L.A., it's huh. pretty popular, but that maybe not yeah. across the U.S. Huh. Hmm. But tell um, me that this story doesn't cross all of those companies. Tell me that the it one, does. Oh. No. Yeah. This, this is all those countries. The uh, number one complaint of people who use restaurant apps is takes too long. The food is not warm. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Number one. Number two that. is it takes too long. Mm-hmm. Number three is an incorrect order. Uh, of deliveries, by the way, the number one complaint is a weak tip or no tip. Then food not ready on time at the restaurant. And number three, unclear instructions from customer and app. In other words, there's not enough specifics about how they want their food. That's right. the complaints. Because they, they surveyed... They want loop. it non-touched. <laughs> um, we asked, if you ordered a burger and fries and the deliverer grabbed a few fries along the way, how upset would you be on a scale of one being no big deal, ten being absolutely unacceptable? What do you suppose the public responded to to that question? My, I mean, I don't know. Thirty six. I, I don't know what the public said, but my answer is ten. Yeah, beyond. Right. I would guess yeah. ten too. Eight point four was the average. Is it? Some of them are like, yeah, you know, he's <laughs> hungry. I mean, there's some stragglers. Give him a fire <laughs> too. Couple of fries. I'm good. <laughs> Customers, have you ever suspected a deliverer of taking food? Twenty one percent said yes. They have suspected it. I've never even thought about it. Yeah, yeah if you ask me that really? same question, I would say I've never even. It's never my entered mind. my mind. No. Deliverers, have you ever taken food oh, no, from no, an order? No, no, Do not no, tell no, us no, this. No, 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 no. Skip Guys, this the one. Dodgers yeah. lost by one they run did. last night. It was oh, a close game. Yeah. Freeway, freeway series. series. Deliverers, yeah. have you ever taken out. food what? from an order? 28% said yes. 28? 28% said yes. And by the way, 
That's 28% that admitted it. Yeah. Wow. Because this is the kind of behavior that you might think, ah, I shouldn't say something. Who knows who it's going to get back to? Who knows who's really doing the survey? I don't want to get fired. Anybody. So that means, Allie, in the last four Postmates. Hold these. Okay, go In the last four Postmates deliveries, at least one of them, they snacked. I don't believe that because I get things that are packaged up. There's not like a, it's not like a fry situation. They can open the package. Yeah, but it's not things that you would. 28%. They've opened the package. No way. By the way, uh, adjacent to that, customers, would you like restaurants to use tamper-evident labels to address this issue? 85% yes. said yes. I no, mean, I think yeah. we would all feel better if it, if it came kind of taped down. Yeah, but I don't feel like we should have to do that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, That's going to end up costing a little bit of money for us, I assume. No, I mean, just mm-hmm. like a sticker, man. Like just sticker. Sugarfish does that. Yeah, they oh, that's true. They use a sticker right. right on it. Plus, you can always count the number of rolls. You'll know if one's gone. Yeah, that's a tough well, one I mean, to steal yeah. from. There's yeah. certain <laughs> kinds of food that it's tough to steal from, like pizza. You did yeah. bring that up yesterday. Yeah, I mean, You're like, maybe you like imagine? fries you can, but I think a pizza, you could probably <laughs> tell. <laughs> It'd be difficult if a slice was missing is what I'm saying to get a past Yeah, but somebody right. could just put their fingers all over it and pull off like mushrooms or chicken. Oh, or- no, I didn't even think that. put that into Bean. our heads? Didn't even think that. A- and somebody could actually lick the whole pizza before they get it. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> um, other this. complaints, by the way, 34% have had a food delivery person who stayed in the car and passed food through the window, which I guess what? would be okay if you went out your driveway and met them there, I guess. That could Other- work in like an apartment complex too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess I so, can, yeah. I don't know that that's necessarily bad. Uh, 29% have had a deliverer refuse to bring food all the way to the door. I had that. What does that mean? Well, how does that work, Allie? The guy said, I'm outside. And I said, oh, did you ring the doorbell? And he said, no, I'm in my car. And I said, let me know when you're at the door. And he goes, no, come to the car. And I said, you want me to come outside, then walk to your car? And he wrote, yeah, that's how this works. And I said, it doesn't. Cancel the order. <gasps> nice. And then I contacted Postmates, we'll say it was them. And they're like, that is unacceptable. That should never happen. And I said, yeah, what's happening in that car that he's making women walk out to his car? Something's very wrong with that. man. Yeah, but now all your pizza gets licked. Right? Oh, no. It's probably in the <laughs> now notes. Now that you've oh, complained. I have a very good relationship well, with Postmates. Wait, you. wait till you see your rating and you're a 4.77. Yeah. <laughs> At four. Um, by the way, that poor delivery guy, God bless him, he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, he was able to find one job <laughs> that, that, would, that would hire him. Lost both of his legs oh, in the war. No, yep. he wound up being finally. a real issue, that dude. But well, everything's a, fine now. He's a goddamn mm-hmm. war hero and it wouldn't he have killed you. It wouldn't have killed you to get out of your pajamas and walk 20 wow. feet to get the food. Wow. Seventeen uh, percent have had a deliverer drop food outside and leave. So leave, just, wow. leave it on the front porch and go. Like they don't even tell you that it's there. Is that possible? I've never heard of that. No, maybe they waited so long at the door and you didn't come. Maybe, that they and just I would left think it? you wouldn't want to do that because you'd be hoping for a little cash, right? Do you tip? Uh, maybe they don't get tipped enough. The app or in yeah, ca- or, the or app. with cash? You you're do not through spo- the app. You're not supposed to do it in cash. That's what I was told. Well, 63% say they tip through the app. 27% say cash. I wouldn't trust Postmates or Uber Eats or anyone with a tip. If I'm going to tip somebody, I think I would rather give them cash. Big story just came out this week in the New York Times, and I don't remember which. I think it was DoorDash. Mm-hmm. They talked to delivery people, and they had somebody pose as a delivery person and found out 
all sorts of bad issues about tips that they weren't getting them entirely. Uh-huh. If at all. Wow. That was just this week. So, so if I you tip through that's... the app, in other words, the driver may not see it. Yeah. Oh, wow. So then those drivers were saying, we'd appreciate it if you gave us cash, because then we know we get it. Why did you say no cash, Jensen? I've been told not to. Oh, just told not to. Yeah. Yeah, I've never... It's just easier on the app. That's of what course. you do. Then you click 20%. I will say this. All the time... People that deliver to me say, thank you so much for yeah, that tip. that's probably good because they don't have to report it. And it's so sad because they say, oh, no, you have no idea how many people don't tip Most at all. people wouldn't. Uh, yeah. Which is oh, so I, sad. sad. I've never not tipped. I just use Agreed. the app. Yeah. yeah. Well, now I won't. Because you don't want the, that delivery person to get it. You oh, want yeah, the company yeah, no, to I, get I, it. That's I, why you I, do it. I believe in corporations <laughs> over the worker. So. The, uh, the takeaway here, though, as we wind down, is that uh, one out of four deliveries that no, come through. No, 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 no. That wasn't mm-hmm. the focus. The focus Somebody is tipping cash. Tipping cash because no one's licking our pizzas. Touched or licked or <laughs> nope. uh, or made their own delivery no, on your food. No, 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 no. That doesn't happen, and I'm happy to completely live oblivious and naive. Same. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. Ellen McKay, ahead of Jensen's get up on this just after the top of the hour. Tell us what's happening, please, on this Thursday. I what's mean, going on? After that story about the 25% of... 28%. Okay. You don't mind my correction. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, you know, touching your food, eating it, taking a sip. Uh-huh. Um, That's best case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Starbucks can now be delivered via Uber Eats. No, oh, so well, if you want to nice. do that, people um, licking the top, and I just—I'm oh, so tired. I just need a sip, and then they give it to you. Yeah, oh, man. they won't notice. It's just one sip. Correct. Right. I'm just gonna—I'm uh, just gonna lick the foam off the top. That's all. Yeah. Oh, I don't man. know if they go for licking, but I hope not. That's not foam. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, I often have thought, okay, if you get a McDonald's delivered via app. You're lazy, probably very hungover. That's an issue. If you're getting right. coffee delivered off an app, there's a Starbucks. Literally, look outside your house right now. Yeah, pretty much. You can see one. But some people do it for like their workplace, so they bring a bunch at one time. That does make sense. But what I, I like about Starbucks coffees, I like the, the v- v- vanilla vanilla burst. Mm-hmm. Plus that guy. Same. He wants it delivered. All right, you changed my mind. Okay. Okay. Let's order some Starbucks via right. Uber Eats right now. Full order. Guys, Seth MacFarlane just made a young fan's dreams come true, and the kids' whole family joined in on the Hollywood adventure. Thanks to Seth and the Kids' Wish Network, a young boy named Chance Yon, who has cerebral palsy, got to spend the day with his hero at the animation studios of Family Guy in L.A. That's Fun. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Here's I how do cool that. it is. <laughs> TMZ says that Chance and his family were flown out Tuesday, greeted with balloons, welcome signs, and Seth MacFarlane himself. They had lunch, and then Seth drew and signed sketches for Chance, and even voiced some of his favorite characters for him. Got Mila Kunis and Seth Green on the phone to talk to him. That's not all. He then got to preview a future episode, spend time with the directors, writers, animators, 
who then transformed Chance into his own character Aww. to join the Griffins. Wow. I love it. And then him wow. and his mom got to voice Chris and Lois for a special video clip just for him. Which That's is just unbelievable. Incredible. Wow. It's almost worth like get the disease. No, I, I don't swear think that's to the case. God, nope. Jensen. Nope. And then to top it all off, uh, he found Seth MacFarlane found out that it was his first time flying, and it was a bit overwhelming mm-hmm. for Chance and the family flying out there. So he's like, "Let me make it a little easier." Booked him on his private jet for the f- trip back home. Seth what, what does this kid have on Seth MacFarlane? <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm sorry, this is a Me Too payout if it's it anything. It is not. Yeah, it is. Someone it is being lovely. nice. Just it's, accept this is, someone being no, nice. It is no. lovely. This is beyond being nice. Someone is being really kind. The kid doesn't even have cancer. He's got cerebral palsy, for God's sakes. How is Seth doing this much for him? It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. I'm saying, hey, folks. I'm saying, you guys, something's going on. We hear here. what you're saying. I'm and saying we're that rejecting Seth it. MacFarlane is just lovely. And he's a great guy. I'm not saying he's that, not. Knew that this would change so much for this kid, and how wonderful for him and his whole family. That's amazing. That spread, is spread lovely. The wealth, though, this kid got everything. You know, yeah, there's a payoff. There's other sickos. No, being that's there not are, even there, are, there are other sick people. And by the way, let's not call them sickos. Come on, what's happening, Kevin? We are surrounded by dicks. What's happening? I Which think it's a beautiful story with Seth Mc- Okay, but here's what here's what I'm saying, and I think Jensen would agree with me, yeah. is that one sick kid gets to voice a character. Another sick kid gets to be drawn in. Another yeah. sick kid gets to have the, the plane ride. Another sick kid gets to get the tour of the anime studio. You don't blow it all on the one kid, yeah. is what I'm saying. Why don't Spread you it around let a little Seth bit. McFarlane be kind to who he wants to? I also have a concern that Family oh Guy eventually will just happening? be all sick kids voicing it. <laughs> Why are you the worst person? You're both the worst. <laughs> this is a beautiful story. Just like hundreds of new characters, all just sick kids. I mean, if you want uh, Seth Green and Mila Kunis to lose their job, that's yeah. fine. You could be that. I'm not that. That's going to be quite something to check out. I agree. I mean, this is a a great story. Yes, and was a great. Yeah, story. the part you told was great. Was what about great, the the dark underbelly of that story? It's a great story until Bean got a hold of it and Jensen got a hold. Well, of it. the results. It's more like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. Let's see how uh, Bean can turn this story around. Okay, because it involves his favorite thing, Seven Eleven. Oh, after an infant was born on July eleventh, Seven Eleven. Love this kid. At Seven Eleven p.m. Weighing 7 pounds and 11 okay, ounces. take it easy. 7-Eleven pledged $7,111 towards a college fund for her. <gasps> Isn't that lovely? Yeah, it's, it's probably fantastic. some kind of Me Too payoff. Right? Mm-hmm. They it's knew f- they knew they'd be giving that kid's diabetes from their Slurpees someday <laughs> soon. So they gave him that money. I um I thought this was a, was a cool story. I mean, oh, they sent a bunch of, they sent a bunch Seth of McFarland, not a cool story. They 7-11. sent a bunch of swag and stuff. They really went above and beyond the Call of Duty. To oh, do like the, ketchup to, packets? No, no, no. To do I mean they sent a little Seven Eleven onesie and stuff, but to do the college fund, I thought was Bean really knows cool. every detail about mm-hmm. this story. Sure does. This was a big story. Oh my God! Really? Yes. On your Define Seven Eleven. Fan site that uh-huh. I would Seven Eleven chat to. room. Yeah, we're in the chat room. God, I would love it if my birthday were Seven Eleven. That'd be so. I, cool. Honestly, uh, we were hoping Adler's birthday was Seven Eleven because it was uh, supposed to be around there, mm-hmm. and then we would always know Free Slurpee Days is birthday. That's right. Mm-hmm. Be very cool. Kid's name was Jamie with an apostrophe, no though, which one, I don't like. What is happening? Yeah. 
Bean doesn't approve of the kid's so, name. Here's yeah. the thing. If you're a kid with cancer at this point, you're like, is Seth MacFarlane sending a plane? It just sets a precedence that <laughs> no, I don't think Seth wants to live it's up to. It's a very incredibly nice and reassuring story that people still have a kind side. Imagine now setting up a wish with Family Guy and they send a car. <laughs> How mad would you be? I oh, mean, is it across point. the country? I'd be kind of a little upset. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, or even just a commercial flight. Or just coach. Ugh. Yeah, it's a good point. Well, does he not know it's I have cancer? It's not a good point. This is a wonderful thing. Mm. You're both awful. It's more a long-term Man. issue. I hope you both go to hell. Right? Is that correct? This is compelling radio. <laughs> I want you two in the ground. Well, if, if we were, our family would at least get characters on Family Guy. <laughs> wow. Listen to Bean. I want Listen my... to the joy that this is uh, bringing he me. Loves it. I want you my mom sicko. to be the giggity guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you want your mom to be that? Yeah, like when I die and then Seth MacFarlane sends a plane. Have... Giggity, giggity? Yep, have my mom do giggity. <laughs> <laughs> Jensen car being cleared out of the way. <laughs> All right. Some birthdays for you. Mac Lethal, wrestler Finn Baylor. And Matt LeBlanc. I'm sorry, Seth MacFarlane. I'm sorry anyone had to hear that last segment. Agreed. We'll put it on the podcast. That's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. How on earth did we start thinking about this topic of you caused a public panic? Where did this come from? Where did this come Hi, from? Hi, guys. Hey, Muggs. Oh, hey, Muggs. <laughs> I don't remember where this came from, but but three of the people in this room have stories. Yeah. <laughs> About causing a public panic. What? Now, yeah. I assume that I'm very eager to hear your stories, guys. And, of course, we're going to be taking your calls at 1-800-520-1067. I assume most of these stories are going to be post 9-11, where we just all have our antenna up if we see a, you know unattended baggage at the airport. Is sure. that what we're talking right. about? That sort of thing here? Yeah. yeah, I would think so. I mean, so, yeah. any time that you've caused a bit of a ruckus or mm-hmm. people running, I think are probably. Uh, I mean, worth it, it could be pre. It could be pull the fire alarm, or who yeah. knows? It could be anything like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So we'll take your calls one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. Let's have a beer mug start here. Now, beer mug, you are representing somebody who is not here. Somebody else who works here at K Rock. Yes, right? I'm happy to say that I have not caused the public panic. Oh, someone yes. else in yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, he's actually a van driver for K Rock. Oh, this is your friend yes. that you're telling us about. I see. You know, he really exists. He's a van driver for K Rock, and it came up at one of my gigs this past weekend that um, he and the rest of the crew were working a show at the OC fairground Mm -hmm. and they were setting up uh their tent and all their sound they had to pass out all the k-rock stuff and hang out and they packed it all up came back to the station they were unloading everything and they realized oh no we left our entire sound bag that has all the xlr cables all the power strips we left that at the venue Mm -hmm. uh let's call our contact to see if they have it so they call the contact up she picks up, uh, yeah, you guys have our bag? And she says, yeah, you have our ba- we have your bag. Actually, it's in the possession of the sheriff's department, and they had to shut down the fairgrounds for an hour because they thought it was a bomb. <laughs> what? No. Yeah. yeah. Shut no. down the whole fairground. The whole fairground because they thought it was just an unattended bag just left in the middle of nowhere. I think they have to assume that now. Yeah. yeah. And especially sad. if you if you send the robot up to unzip it or something, and you see all sorts of cables and stuff in right? there, yeah. you know, from a distance, uh, yeah. you don't know what that is. Yeah, so we have a good crew here at the world-famous K-Rock. <laughs> Look, that could happen to anyone, <laughs> yeah, I know, though. I, I mean, know. that's super easy just to leave a bag someplace. Yeah. yeah. 
But, uh, yeah, there is a different reaction to it now after September 11th. Absolutely. Allie, you did the same thing? Well, I didn't. Oh, it was your friend. My cab driver. (laughs) I was leaving the airport (laughs) and uh, arrived at my home, and the guy took the bags out of the trunk, and I said, what about the little black bag? Where's that? And he goes, there's no little black bag. And I said, yeah, it was sitting with all my bags. Like, I thought he would put everything in the trunk. Sure. So I was already in the car by that time. I've learned that lesson. Don't do that. Watch okay. them put everything in. Sure. Because the bag wasn't there. So I didn't know what to do. Googled all the things. Wound up calling the one number at the airport. And they're like, oh, if you left that unattended, like on the sidewalk, oh, there's no telling. And then oh, I got a call no. back a little later. And they're like, oh, no. We had to completely check out the bag. We moved everyone away from that area. It was a um, not a great situation, apparently. No. My little train case. I'm like, it's just shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sad that this happens every time you just forget a bag someplace. Yeah. They literally no, have yeah. to treat yeah. it that way. No, well, mine's much different. Yes, I, Jensen. I feel... Jensen, you started an international incident? Well, not really. It was just in my high school. Okay. The SATs, I'd practiced those, you know. Mm-hmm. You take tutors and do it for a whole year. Mm-hmm. We showed up at Allie's High School, actually, Louisville oh. High School. And uh, it was taking a while for us to go inside. And I was like, this mm-hmm. is very strange. And so a guy gets up and he says, I have uh, bad news for everyone. Uh, we did not get the tests. And I was like, this is insane. I've been studying for this the whole time. Like, I can't do this. He goes, uh, and, and everyone's like, oh, you know, booing or whatever. And he goes, it, now, you need to get your forms I have your registration forms. There are high schools all around the area from El Camino to Taft that are doing the test today. So if you get there quick, you might be able to take the test. Oh, good God. There are maybe 200 kids here. Yeah. So I figured out, like, I'm not going to wait for them to say my name. I'm going to run up there. And right. just be like Jensen Carp and hand me the thing, and then I'm going to run to Louis or well, you know to Taft or El Camino to make sure that I can take this test today because I'm right. not I'm not waiting. I studied for today. Right. So I run up there and I'm and I'm yelling Jensen Carp and they're like, please don't. I'm like Jensen Carp, just hand me the thing. And now everyone starts yelling their name. Mm. Everyone's like, you know, Diana. You know, like everyone's. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. And, <laughs> I'm, and I'm starting to get everyone to run. Everyone's now running up to this guy. And so this is the sad part. This is the part I'm not proud of. <laughs> So I get the Jensen Carp. He finally pulls it out. He's like, make this guy stop doing it. Pulls it out. And I'm like trying to get out of the scrum. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, okay, I got to get to my car. And I'm moving my arms. And, and I feel sort of like a pushback. Uh-oh. And I, and I, sort, and I don't. Uh, you started I, a whole fight. I don't push hard. I just barely tap. Uh-huh. And I feel this like buckling. Oh, no. And I look over and I, I toppled a, a, another student over who had fake legs. <sighs> You're making that up. Swear on my entire life, on my mother's life, on my baby Adler's life. I knocked her over. Both legs. One leg. One leg, okay. And I and she went to the ground and then I was like, Oh my god. And I went and I was like, Can I help can I help you get up? And she's like, No, no, help me get up <laughs> And she was like, I'm just trying to take a test. And I and I didn't help her up, and then I just ran and did my SATs, and it was my lowest scoring of the whole time. Is oh that why god. when I said I went to Louisville off of Topanga Canyon, you were like, Oh god. Well, yeah, and I checked both your legs. <laughs> to make sure? No, but for reals, that's a true story. Oh, that's you're insane. And then I caused, and then it was like a, almost, I swear, it was like the closest I've ever been to like a riot. To a stampede? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. What a bunch of nerds trying to take that right? test, right? We want to take a test now. Like, go home. Come on, Do man. It my, another time. My parents weren't going to pay my way into college. I had to get in there. <laughs> I would imagine most kids, though, would have said, oh, I guess I don't have to take the test today. I would have been so that happy. That was my first thought. Really? Yeah. yeah. You got to take it, though. 
or that back then. Yeah, but not necessarily All then. Right. Do we have time? Can we squeeze in one call before yeah. the break or no? Okay. Let's try uh, Let's try Matt and Santa Ana line two. Hey, Matt. Hey, how you doing? Good, thank you. You caused, you caused a-, a panic. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, when I was back in junior high, eighth grade, I uh, see I've been out of, I graduated like 30 years ago, so I've been out of school for a very long time now. About 30 uh, years, I, I bet. Uh, over 30, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Over okay. 30 years. Um, I, uh, I called on a bomb scare to my, to my junior high school. Oh, my gosh. Because I got there too. Because wow. you got what? Dared. You got dared, dared to. Yeah. Wait, that's like yeah, a, that's a real crime. Yeah, that's, that's a, like a real police crime. can arrest you crime, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I got caught six months after the fact. Whoa, how'd you get it caught? Well, how did, how'd you get caught? Well, apparently the uh, schools have, uh, they can uh, trace lines <laughs> when they call it. But back then I had a three, I had a three-way phone line. So I still have to put him on the dude. I clicked him over, went to the three-way call. He right. was listening. I called it in, and when they traced the call, finally it went back to his house. And, okay. then, and then he ratted and, me out. And then he buckled. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, he oh, buckled. Wow. He ratted me out. I love that 35 years ago, caller ID took six months. <laughs> 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 well, Matt, I, I think you will join us in saying to the young people listening today, don't do that. Don't, don't do ever that. call That's it a bomb no, right? No, 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 no. That'd be a, you, you would interrupt the presidential speech now if you do it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, All right. You Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Uh, you caused a panic. That's the topic. 1-800-520-1067. Don't knock down people with fake legs. Come though. on. It wasn't <laughs> on purpose. That's a step too far. I we'll take your calls next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. If you caused a public panic, we want to talk to you like Wendy in Long Beach. Wendy, thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. What happened? How did you get people all upset? Um, hi there. Good morning, hi. everybody. Morning. Um, I work at an elementary school, and uh, a little boy got suspended, and I had to call his parents, mom, dad, whatever, to come pick him up. Mm-hmm. And called dad, didn't answer, called mom. She said she couldn't come because she was working, but he had to go home. Uh, tried to call dad again. Mom ends up showing up, and she only speaks Spanish, and I'm the only one in the office that can, like, try to communicate what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Dad shows up, too, um, and she's trying to tell me, like, she's acting really scared of Dad. And somehow I figured out that she had a restraining order against Dad. Oh, and, no. And uh, so basically she was saying she was scared of him. I was trying to understand what she was saying in Spanish, and I may have overreacted a little bit, and I ended up calling 911 oh. um, because... Of what she, I thought she was saying, um, based on my. I'm having trouble understanding what you're saying. So she was not understanding with her limited Spanish what she was saying. Took it for the worst. Called nine one one. Okay, and what was the public panic? Correct. Anyway, so what had happened was the uh, principal ended up putting the school on lockdown because uh, she thought we had a parent that was gonna. Um, kidnap a kid to the school oh, yeah. wow. the child so the school went on lockdown and then the next thing you know the SWAT team shows up okay and oh, all right the, the next thing you know parents show up in the drop-off line following the lockdown procedures and they're trying to pick up all their children. Wow. And get out of school. Okay. It ended up being on the news later that night. Whoa. Congratulations. I mean, you're the first person. Anyone, yeah, that was pretty good. 
I mean, I didn't think you were going to get there, but you, le you legitimately caused a public panic. I yeah. mean, when they locked down the school and the SWAT team shows up, that's legit. It truly paid off in that story. All right. Well done, Wendy. Thank you so much for the call. Sorry for that misunderstanding. All right. You caused a panic, you guys. That's the topic. Autumn in Huntington Beach. Welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. You were in Pakistan when this happened? Yes, I was in Pakistan three months before 9-11. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. What happened? Uh, the people I was visiting with took me to their mosque mm -hmm. to visit it. So I'd take my shoes off, do a tour. And little kids were coming up to me, like, trying to touch me. Like, they'd never seen a blonde white girl at their mosque. And um, some people asked to take pictures of me. And my guards were telling them no. And they started taking pictures anyway. So it started a big pushing scuffle oh, right no. in, inside their mosque. That's what you want. Yep. That's what you want, right, Autumn? I mean, that's the plan. <laughs> were you scared? Um, no, because the guards were pretty tough. So army right. guards, they were yeah, fine, and they were but... and they were on your side, right? The guards were I'm looking more, out for I'm you. I'm more impressed that Autumn right. goes to Pakistan for work and has guards. <laughs> what are you? A, what are you a queen? <laughs> I was like 25 and and went alone too. Wow. Wow. Quite a right. life this autumn. Yeah, no kidding. All right, I hope we get to talk to you again. I have a feeling you have many more stories on it. We appreciate <laughs> your call. Thank you. Let's go to Sean, also in Huntington Beach, up next line three here on K-Rock. Morning, Sean. Hey, what it do, nephew? What it do for you? So I was in high school working at a local movie theater as an usher, and uh, there was a control room where we'd put all the old, you know, the cardboard, we'd break it down. And we'd hang out in there, try to avoid doing work. And they had a fantastic thing called gum away, which we never used it other than making flamethrowers with it with a lighter. <laughs> so we were playing around in the control room with it. And this is on Christmas Day. So almost all the theaters were at capacity. And all of a sudden, the fire alarms go off. Oh. And everyone starts panicking. Everyone's leaving the theater. And we, we don't know what to do. So we open the door. We're fanning out the room with cardboard. Fire department shows up. People are all just in a panic, and we just sit back acting like we don't know what's going on. And thank God, still to this day, up until right now, no one knew that it was what? us. What a beautiful <laughs> Christmas story, you guys. Yeah. Huh? It really is. It's wonderful. <laughs> the baby Jesus would be so proud. Appreciate the call. Thank you very much. All right, let's try Sarah. She's in Riverside, line four up next. Sarah is a teacher, so we start off by loving you and thanking you for calling. Hey, Sarah. Hey, guys. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm. So I teach high school in Riverside, and unfortunately, part of our job is to prepare the students for live-action shooting because of Ugh. what's been going on. That's in a the terrible world. thing that you have to do. Go ahead. Absolutely. So the way that we do it is through a series of videos that helps prepare them when different types of lockdowns and things like that. And so we were showing the video school-wide, and there were different days that we had to show the video. And my students had a great question. They said, well, why do we practice fire drills in real life, but we watch videos on this most important topic? And can we practice what they're showing us? And so I said, that was a great idea. So let's practice what lockdown looks like. So we shut off the lights, and we start moving the furniture to protect the doors and the windows. And my student picks up one of the desks, and as he's setting it down on top of another desk, hits the fire alarm, and the fire alarm goes off oh. <laughs> to evacuate the whole school. Problem is, is that in real life, recently was the school shooting where the shooter had pulled the fire alarm to evacuate the school and caused the havoc. So oh, we right. didn't know whether we were supposed to be exiting or if that was the point of us watching the videos to know not to evacuate till we heard from the principal and so right. there was this whole thing before 
Unfortunately, by the time I had reached the principal via cell phone, we had all evacuated, and it was the end of the day. We missed the release bell. Students were upset. <laughs> Faculty at the time wasn't making fun of me, but two years later, I still never hear the end of it. I mean, that's probably and, should happen. And you're still <laughs> and you're still a teacher there. I'm still a teacher there, and we um, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you for it, I guess. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Let's go to Fullerton, line six. This is gonna be Keith, by the way. This may be the this may be the topper on this topic. Hey Keith. Hey there. I uh I evacuated my congressional office building that I worked at as an intern actually during nine eleven. It wasn't the actual day, it was maybe a month or two later. Um I, I accepted a hand delivered letter from somebody and part of the procedure is you know you kind of open it up and you leave it on the chair for the congressman to uh to open and somebody opened it and it was a letter i guess from kind of a religious zealot and so they thought that it had maybe had anthrax in it because okay. shortly after 9-11 there was mm. an anthrax scare yeah, yeah. right yeah. A bunch of them. yeah so they evacuated the entire building had to get it tested and luckily it came back negative but uh yeah that that caused the scare Nice. Total so, madhouse. So you were the guy responsible for evacuating the Capitol. Well, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Also, nine eleven was my first day as oh. an intern. So, wow. It, it, yeah, that's a bummer. You, I haven't, I haven't been back to DC, and I don't know that I will. Well, I don't uh, think they'll let you back. <laughs> and you, and you narked out some dude in the mailroom for the coke he had. Yeah. <laughs> <a> bummer. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. First, though, Allie's here with what's happening on a uh, Thursday morning. Uh, well, a movie I think all of us are pretty pumped to see out today, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Can't wait. It's Quentin Tarantino's latest movie with just an insane cast. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, Margot Robbie, Al Pacino, Timothy Oliphant, Brad Pitt. I mean, it's just, it's insane. But you know what almost didn't happen? What? Brad Pitt. What? Hmm. You know who he originally thought of and even talked to about the role? DJ Qualls. DJ Qualls, you guys. Gotta be. It is not DJ Qualls. It's Tom Cruise. (gasps) No kidding. So Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Cruise would have been the two main dudes of this film. I feel like there's a height difference there, and that might be a problem. No? Oh, I don't think there's a height difference for a lot of actors if you really get down to the nitty-gritty. They're all, none of them are tall. Very tall humans. Mm -hmm. Some random ones, you're like, wow, you are a real live boy. But the rest (laughs) tiny men. Tiny, tiny men. But that would have been interesting, right? Tom Cruise? Sure. In this role? I think I like this better, but I think. I think Tom Cruise is great in every movie he does. He absolutely is. I mean, I think he's he's such a big star and such an oddball person that he is underrated as an actor, in my opinion. Do you know that in Top Gun 2, which everyone saw this trailer recently, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. do you know that he forced 
every actor who flies a fighter plane in it to learn how to fly a fighter plane. So all those scenes are really the people flying them. That does not surprise me in the least. It seems insane. It does seem insane. Like, if I was an actor, I'd be like, nah, dude. Like, (laughs) stunt guy. I'm fine with just having it be some... CGI. I mean, you ass- you know that Tom Cruise would do that. Yes, let him do it. You don't know that he would make everybody else that's in the movie do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't need this skill, yeah. bud. You okay, Bean? I'm fine. Okay. Thank you. I'm uh, bleeding, though. I th- thought you might. I'm he, sorry? He hit something. You're you didn't hear no. that? You're I bleeding? Know. I don't know what happened. You're just sitting here talking. <laughs> How can you hurt yourself? Bean is doing, his, did it He's doing <laughs> his own stunts. <laughs> <laughs> really, though? You okay? Do you need a sack? I'm fine. No, okay. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. You know what you are, though? What am I? A zombie eater. Yeah. Now, what, oh. what are you talking about? I'm Please telling explain. you. Okay. A poll of 2,000 Americans eating and snacking habits discovered that the majority are zombie eaters. 88% of people just eating while looking at their screens. That's... That's... Wait. That's phones. That's laptops. You're just not even paying any attention to what you're eating. Oh, so you you're tuned just out everything zombie. else. You don't know what just, you're doing. I got you. Huh? I think we're all zombie eaters, right? What's with the zombies? Right? I mean, I guess so, yeah. Okay. So there you go. Okay. Eat it. Better sell than uh, pay off. Yeah. 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 There, it wasn't a lot there. I just <laughs> knew I'd get emails like, are you ever going to do the zombie story? No, it, it sucked. But um, yeah. By the way, the final season of Silicon Valley Returning in October, no premiere date has been set, but we do know only seven episodes. I mean, what's up, Mike Judge and Alec Berg? A little lazy, right? <laughs> but uh, seven episodes that took Kumail Nanjiani away from not only our show, but Conan O'Brien. Sure. Mm-hmm. Remember, had to cancel like That's 20 right. minutes prior to the Conan taping. Yep. But I am excited for that final season. See how they wrap it all up. What's going to happen with Pied Piper? Do you have chicken finger? Do they have chicken finger? I mean, so much right there, you guys. This is um, an interesting casting, you guys. According to the Toronto Film Festival, The Weeknd, or The Weeknd, has been tapped for a role in the upcoming crime thriller Uncut Gems. Hmm. And you think, okay, that's an interesting casting. But then you hear who the lead is in this movie. DJ Qualls? DJ Qualls. Another good guess. Mm-hmm. It is set in New York City's Diamond District, and the film follows a character who's a charismatic jeweler, always in pursuit of the next big score. But after he makes a series of high-stakes bets, he finds himself trying to balance business, family, and his enemies who are closing in. That role? Elf! Adam Sandler. No, it's not Elf. I'm sorry? Adam Sandler is playing the lead, who's this jeweler that gets caught up in a bunch of stuff. With the weekend, we, we don't know what the weekend's role will be. Mm-hmm. However, so um, far this story's underwhelming. However, <laughs> what project. is a zombie eater though? Kevin Garnett also in the what? movie. What's happening? Adina Menzel and Lakeith Stanfield. What? 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 That this, is a, quite a weird it's cast. It's such a weird cast. I, I do like, want to see it. I, I absolutely want to see it. I like it. the idea of the weekend and Adam Sandler in like a lethal weapon type of thing. Yeah, I think he probably won't have that big of a Dang role. It. The weekend will just be like walking into the jeweler, mm-hmm. which is Adam Sandler. Oh, look, be it's like, the weekend. Like it's, it's a, a weekend. What do you need? And yeah. He'll be like, I just want a chain. And cool. Wow, you brought it to life. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you so much. I don't much. even need to see it now. I mean, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. 
but Adam Sandler. Yeah, weird. Right? He's I good thought, at drama, man. I thought Adam Sandler had an exclusive Netflix deal now, and that's where all of his movies go. No, I think he could. He has to deliver a certain amount per year or whatever. But, but I think he can he, work outside yeah, the system as well. Outside. Okay. Also, why is he dressed like a house painter all the time? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He dresses like a juggalo, even like like <laughs> like big baggy t-shirts and pants. Sort of does, yeah. Even at premieres and stuff. He's comfy. That is a bold choice, right? If you were Adam Sandler and you could dress however you want, wouldn't you just be comfy? Yeah, I guess. Sure. I mean, but it I looks totally would. It looks like pajamas. You think he's like schlubby? He, he wears sl- sleep shirts. You know how like there's certain shirts you're like this is too big. I'm going to use it as a sleep shirt. He wears that out in public. I, I respect it. I respect it too. <laughs> All right. Oh my god, to attain that level of stardom and still be like I don't need to impress you mofos. Mm-hmm. It's true. And yeah, also, he, he doesn't even care what movies he makes. He's just like, where can we go? Can I take all my friends to Argentina? Yeah, true. You know what I mean? right. And I bet he doesn't own a suit. I would think not. I don't know. He had to wear one when he was um, the wedding singer. Yeah, that that movie rules, by the way. It's so good. It's <laughs> one of his best. All right, you guys. Let's get out of here. Lord uh, have mercy. <laughs> some birthdays for you. Matt LeBlanc, Finn Baylor, and Mac Lethal. Goodbye, Kevin and The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. I'm going to say this show just got exponentially a lot better. Our friend Jay Moore has joined us in here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Jay. Here comes AM Radio Al Pacino. (laughs) Morning Zoo Drive. That's us. us. Jensen just puked in a wastebasket. It's a chaos party. It's been a weird morning. Chaos party. You are the second guest ever. To go to our other place, to our old location. <laughs> Who was the first? Who was the first? Was it? Uh, it's only one. You'd think I'd remember. We you had, brought it up, too. Yeah, I did. It was uh, our entertainment. Matt, Matt Bellany? Yeah, Matt Bellany? Yeah, it was Matt Bellany. Yes. Yep. He went the other place. He's like, company. hey, there's no one here. And then he yeah, realized, I, I, oh. I rang the buzzer at the old location where apparently is an old du- bus depot. <laughs> yep, right. <laughs> and uh, there was not one car in the lot. There's weeds, like, up to your thigh. You're like, uh-huh. these people somebody, are... But somebody answered and said, hello. I said, yeah, I'm here for K-Rock, Kevin and Bean. I'm just a little early. And they go, who? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right. Kevin and Bean. And then they said, all right, hold on. And then I heard the little music. And then uh, my assistant, Yasmin, typed in, uh, here's the new address to Kevin and Bean. Oh, oops. And I just yeah. backed out without even looking. I could have been T-boned by a bus. <laughs> in an old locale. I just... Because slow would have been an admission of guilt. Sure. Yeah. We moved uh, nine months ago, Jay, but that's not your fault because we haven't had you in here for a year, which I'm embarrassed about. It's, we should never go a year without seeing you. Yeah. Ever. That, I agree. Yeah, you it's know, ridiculous. I agree. Somebody should book me more often at places <laughs> that are relevant to the Kevin and Bean show with Jensen and Allie. And you Chip. look fantastic, first of all. You look happy. Wow. You look healthy. You look buff. Yeah. Hold on. There's got to be a second part to this. With Everybody C. got pregnant. Somebody <laughs> online yesterday said, when did Jay Moore turn into Dave Bautista? Because you have seriously been working out, dude. I, I need some help with the Bautista reference. <laughs> who is, who he's is? A, an actor in Guardians of the Galaxy and used very to be a popular. pro wrestler. He's a yeah. big monster really? dude. Yeah, it's yeah. a compliment. Big, big buff dude. Yeah, it's a very very much a compliment. I gave up. Thank you. I gave up Coca-Cola 10 days ago because I got on a scale and said 208. And I went, oh, hell no. And Just Coca-Cola wanted, was it? Well, it wasn't... Well, Among other things. Literally. Coke is it. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a slogan. Sure. But just, that's, that was just an unacceptable thing for me, so I'm trying to get down now to my fighting weight. What's your per- perfect weight? Get a scale. 
What? Are they it is now whatever weight? it is now? What's my fighting weight? Get a scale. <laughs> Get a scale. That's angry South Boston. Get a scale, kiddo. Uh, what are you wrestling for? season, I'm like 182. Oh, wow. So and when he says wrestling season, that's like a serious thing. You coach wrestling. I'm coach at Palisades High, yeah. Palisades High. Why, you, Jay? That's like your second. You, didn't you do Crespi, too? Uh, Crespi was my first ever, and then I went to uh, Palisades, then I went to Beverly Hills High. and then I went But you don't have Palisades. kids that, that old, right? That's correct. You're then just a good coach. Just all my life to the room. Is that right? Yeah. Is there any ever trouble with people going, hey, parents or somebody saying, hey, we don't like his he, what he does on the side? Uh, Does that ever happen? That would, in, that would entail a parent being involved. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure there's that. It's wrestling. Paying attention. It's wrestling. <laughs> I was at Simi Valley, and I went to shower after practice once, and uh, the coach's, uh, quote-unquote, lounge, to shower in that was just filled with dead basketballs. <laughs> <laughs> like, not just the shower. The entire lounge was just like a dead wasteland of basketballs. So I just had to stand on basketballs like he's doing parkour and shower and trying not to break ankles. That was at Simi Valley. who sent like 16 kids to state. That's why they're really behind you around here in this sport. I, I know your answer was you owe your life to the room, but, but seriously, you haven't been coaching wrestling forever at some point in the last couple of years you decided hey i'm gonna i'm gonna start doing that why uh i was at a friend's house don i think you guys know don Tardino. he uh you know csi miami and show firefly i think mm -hmm. and i was at his house we were working on a script and his kids were walking around in crespi gear and i just said do they need to assist it's completely random like <laughs> 1 a.m why his kids were up that late is negligent parenting <laughs> And I said, do they need an assistant wrestling coach? And he just goes, I think they do. Like, there was just an overhaul. Like, they had new... Wait, that just came out of the blue? Well, I've always wanted to coach wrestling. You so have. Okay. I've always wanted to write a script about being a wrestling coach or something. And then he just said, I think they do. And then he put me in touch with the athletic director. And then I was... Next thing I know, I was an assistant coach at Crispy Carmelite High School. Do you know how to coach? Uh, I mean, it's a different I'm thing a from I'm being... A, a, I'm a great coach. It's a different being yeah. a wrestler and a, and a coach. Yeah, it is. I'm a much better coach. When <laughs> <laughs> I coach, no one's balls are in my face, and I'm pinning myself to get out of a cradle. <laughs> what do you get out of it, Jay? Why do, why do you get balls in my you. face? Alley <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with an RBI single, and in come the Dodgers. The mayhem continues. Um, what, what do I get it, out of it? Yeah, what does it do for you uh, mentally or physically or whatever? Uh... Well, I get down to 182, which is pretty sweet, you know. Sure. All right. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm an alcoholic. I like to give with conditions. <laughs> so in the wrestling room, there's nothing they can give me back. So I can't build a resentment. There's no conditional giving. It's it's the only place I'm actually selfless. Interesting. The only thing they can give me back is feeling good about themselves. And that's and winning, and then everybody going, "Look at that coach." And the. Mm, no, look Not at that really. kid. Yeah, look at that kid. That kid's great. That kid's great. I mean, you—it's—it's it's, you're just like a ghost. It's great, and it's—it's it's the only place I'm completely selfless. Completely, completely, completely. Was selfless. that a difficult transformation? And I'm not saying about you no. specifically, but all of us, basically. No, because I needed it so badly. Yeah. Like, I was starving. I was like a dying of thirst guy, like in the desert. Like, I just needed it so bad. And then once I got in there, I realized, like, oh, I'm really good at this. But not in the way, not X's and O's. Like, I can't teach a kid off the street well. I can't teach him how, like, this is a single leg takedown. This is a double leg takedown. This is what you want to do to start your cradle or your fr front headlock. Or I, and I'm, I'd be terrible at you. that. But I'm really good at the mental. I'm more of like a you know behavioral therapist. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> just getting the mindset and locking it. Like I can't teach. Like front headlock is like my jam, but I can't teach it. I have no idea how to teach it. I just know like I can just vibe myself into it. Uh, so it's all about motivation. 
for you and your students? They're greater Basically. than they think they are, and I, I just keep moving the ceiling up and proving it to them. If they just, you know, they got to trust you a lot because if you're, you're like wrong one time, you lose them forever. A wrestling sensei. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Look at our boy growing up here, you guys. Oh, Not exactly Jay. a lot of comedy here, but <laughs> Irvine Improv, I'll be doing uh, I'll, I'll show you uh, the chicken. I'll do his calling. All right. Irvine Improv, I'll show you the chicken wing. Yes. <laughs> you know, Irvine Improv. Elementary moves like a fireman's carry. <laughs> this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, tickets are on sale now. Improv.com. In your, uh, oh, I know we have to take yeah, a break. Yeah, we got to take a break. No, but just real quick. Okay. In the, uh, the rough time that you've had in the last year or so, oh, was comedy always there? for you, Jay? Did you, was there a time where you yeah, stepped away from comedy? Not, you... The audience, not so much, but comedy was always there. <laughs> I did the Raleigh Improv and the Pittsburgh Improv and combined, I left more people in my car. Oh, no. Oh. I stopped doing my podcast. I was, I oh, guess, no. Well, what's the I... point of doing a podcast if people are going to come to your live dates? I don't have any ads. I don't make any money off of it. I do it to get people in the, in the yeah, yeah, rooms. Yeah. But what, it takes what... a lot of energy to get guests of course it does, yes. As you know. But, but you were, because uh, you, you went through that tough time with the divorce and everything like that. I was just wondering if there was ever a time where you just couldn't be funny, or was it always no, there? I have no. to be. It's you just, have to be it's funny. That's what it is. It's but your now is harder than ever, because the child support reality is kicking me in my balls. <laughs> we are really in a humor <laughs> section here. Oh, we? my God. You want to hear something funny? 22 grand a month. Try hitting that. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Yeah. No. And that's not including rent or car. Oh, what? No. I have to make $32,000 if I want to go to McDonald's. Let's talk about the shows again. Improv. <laughs> wow. This weekend. Help him out. Oh, my no God. No kidding. Thank you, Jensen. My Jackson. God. <laughs> my God. Forget <laughs> the improv. You need to go fund me, Jay. I accept. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna, right now. Go to improv.com to go see Jay Moore at the Irvine Improv this weekend, and then we're all going to Venmo him some money. A quick break more with Jay right after the Sun K Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Jay Moore. Jay He's Moore, in the studio, everybody. Comedian, actor, and apparently former podcaster. He is going to be at the no. Irvine Improv. <laughs> Five big shows this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. He needs you to come see the shows, Please. you guys. Please tickets, come. Tickets on sale now, improv.com, 18 and up. Hey, uh, Bean. Yes, Jay. Uh, I could even do everything as Norm McDonald if you want me to, you know. I... Call, uh, him, yeah. call him Norm, please. Hi, Bean. Norm. Oh, hey, hey, who's. <laughs> you know, Bean, I went to the old address. <laughs> yeah, yeah I heard morning. you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the parking lot was empty of cars, but it's filled with crack horse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sounds, sounds about right, Norm. <laughs> it does sound about right. Just had to mix in some comedy. <laughs> um, speaking of comedy, Jay, um, you are uh, no longer an advisor for the Los Angeles Lakers. They are not asking I've your opinion ne- anymore. I've never been an advisor. Yeah, I don't you know kind where, of were on I don't the know where inside. Got, I've never. Yo, had, we got that from you. This is, yeah. This is completely. Uh, I've never ever in my life right, been we an made advisor that to the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, we made that up. Dating Jeannie cocks. Bus, though, right? And Jeannie and I are very, very good friends, and I love her very, very much. And I'm sure there was some pillow talk Jeannie. where. You had Pillow some talk. ideas. Whoa, easy. Bean's I'm just trying saying. to push this. I'm just Bean saying. really trying to push this. Really uh, when I was assistant coach of the Lakers. <laughs> Jay was like, Kobe uh, where, do you, where do you want to go to breakfast? Also, trade for Anthony Davis. <laughs> the Kobe Shaq era. I was a hell of a coach. <laughs> That's really how I got into coaching wrestling. Separating Who? those two. <laughs> who's, got a, uh, who's got a better team next year, Lakers or Clippers? Lakers. He's a diehard. 
So I am I. a diehard, but I'm a realist. There's shooters everywhere. It's like Vietnam. There's a lot of <laughs> you guys picked up a lot of the same older meme guys who aren't necessarily going to step up. They should have dra- should have picked up a couple other Ooh, actual. What, what uh, older Seth Curry would have been nice. I mean, you have oh, Rondo I see Seth again. Curry. Seth, Seth Curry. Curry. Seth. Oh, Seth. Okay. Yeah. Let's get Ozzy Canseco while we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> Good reference. Thank you. I'll say Dan McGuire as well. Um, but nice. I, I will. Uh, I just think that there's some scrubs still. Jensen's a Clipper who? fan. Well, no, I'm just saying. And that's like, why we're comparing. Let's write out the starting five. You have, if you're the Lakers, you have. Anthony Davis, uh, DeMarcus have, on, Cousins. Hold on. Okay. If, if you're the Lakers. Oh, Boogie Cousins. Starting. I swear on Boogie Cousins. Starting. That's, yeah. So if you're the Lakers, you have JaVale McGee, Kyle Kuzma, and Katavius Caldwell Pope coming off the bench. Yeah. That's lights out. For, you're done. Uh, you're listen, done. How everyone has done. Everyone Montrez has to stay healthy. Lou Williams. So back to you, Clippers fan. Lou Williams straight is a up, problem. Lou Williams is a menace. Like uh, straight up. I just I think that I do, I'm, listen. I'm not a Lakers hater at all. I actually enjoy watching them. I just do, I, do, I think that they clearly waited to last minute to start signing a bunch of people. Well, yeah, because they had to. Because Kawhi Leonard was completely drug us through the BS factory. Which it appears he did. Because he wanted to make love to Paul George. I think. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with I just think. Let's say they both stay healthy. You know they are. They're both a couple of bottoms. <laughs> I, I Total just, power bottoms. Those two idiots. <laughs> don't want to be called. I the really bottom. want to. Be, I want to stay in the valley and play for the Clippers. Good luck with all that. Listen, <laughs> I grew up in the valley and I love the Clippers. These are my people. These. All right. Well, yeah. Jesus. How long have you loved the Clippers? I thought he was talking I, about the Jews. <laughs> listen, those are my people too. Uh, since I was I'm like sure. six years old, I couldn't afford Lakers tickets. At six, who could? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> he didn't even have a strange, job yet. What a weird thing to say. When, when did you become a Lakers guy? Uh, November. <laughs> no. uh, I've always loved the Lakers. I mean, I'm, I remember watching when Michael Jordan was in the finals against the Lakers. And just like, I just remember watching Vladdy Divac pass out. Oh, I hated him mm-hmm. so much. And I was like, who is this guy? He's one of the best passing big men I've ever seen in my life. He also shot threes terribly and smoked. And was the What's, biggest flopper. That's what I hated about him. What's not the love? Oh, I used to boo him. I'm a, I'm a Laker fan, and I used to boo. <laughs> I hated that guy. I've seen you. I used to boo Eldon Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> I had season tickets uh, like Eldon Campbell, Shaq, you know, Nick Van Axel, yeah. uh, Nicky Van yeah. Anthony Peeler, and the uh, club set. Nobody. <laughs> Yeah, the greatest. Those were the days. That's, so that's but now that you're married to Jeannie Buss, I'm sure you have right. season now tickets. Now that I'm married yeah. to Jeannie Buss. <laughs> oh, you're one of the team. Kids. Kids. You, you, you know taught what? Kuzma that jumper. So You've done a great oh, job over there. I wish I taught Kuzma anything. <laughs> he is great. He didn't shoot that well at Utah. All right, so let's say that they're both healthy all the way through the season. He's going to have the Lakers above them, which is not true. And you're going to have the Clippers above yes. the Lakers? Because it's the Clippers. Well, that I do agree with. It has a curse, and we could find a way that someone loses a leg. You mid-season. guys are a spin-off sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are. You the, guys uh, are, are Laverne and Shirley, yeah. and we will always be happy. Laverne guys. and Shirley's nice. I was going to say we're a different world. <laughs> no, but, you're, but you're Carmine on Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the big ragu. The big ragu. You're the father. Oh, what am I going to do? I'm on my pasta. You're the spin-off. Is the funniest thing I've ever heard. It's a totally spin-off true. sitcom. We will always be happy days. We we can go through Arnold. We can go through. Yeah. We can have Mork from Mork show up. Do you honestly believe there's something to a curse to a sports team? Yeah, because it doesn't make sense yeah. mentally. It doesn't Elton make sense. Elton Brand, I swear on Elton Brand and Boogie Cousins. Elton Brand Elton, was a great pickup. Yeah, and he wasted and then he his was career. Yeah. Pick, what do you mean a pickup? Didn't you draft him? No. Elton Who? Brand came over from Philly. 
Oh, I didn't know. Oh, that's right. I didn't uh, know that. But he, Elton he, Brand, is there, is there a player who has wasted their career more than Elton Brand? By the way, wasted I, his career with I the saved my money when Elton Brand signed. I bought the home and away jersey. That's how excited yes. I was. Wow. That's how excited I was at his signing. And 42? then every day since then, he gained, he gained about three pounds a day. Uh, and then by the Eating time... his feelings. Baron Davis as well. I was such a big Baron Davis fan. And then he shows up on the team and I was like, where's Baron Davis? Why, why, who ate Baron he Davis? Ate why Baron did Baron Davis, Davis yeah. eat Baron Davis? <laughs> Wasn't Elton Brand 42? Yeah, that's a tough number to pull off. Yeah, Jay, do you you miss doing sports radio? No, really? No, you were so good at it. You were good at it. Yeah. No, man. You, hey, you don't miss it at all? When corporate gets involved, man, they 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 ruin the water supply for life. We don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Because our corporate is fantastic. We love it. Everything is great. You guys have always told me off mic how corporate's been supportive of you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Make you Um, parking lots filled with weeds and crack. (laughs) Are you feeling great about your sets when you walk off stage these days? Yeah, that's the one thing I'm like certain of in my life that when I do stand up, I rock the mic. I love Mm -hmm. it so much. So what if, uh, you know, I was going to do something self deprecating, but I couldn't think of anything. So wow. no, I know that's the weirdest compliment you've ever given yourself. It is probably the weirdest one. I'm going to go, so what if uh, cause you know what? On the way in, I was listening to like Rich Voss and Bobby Kelly just like slow throw dirt on each other on uh, some other channel. That I was like in that mindset, but no, when I do stand up, I know I'm the best. Because and there I'm are some doing. guys who have been doing it as long as you have who are literally just doing, they're kind of going through the motions, so they're just doing it because oh. that's what they, they do. Because they have child support payments And they have child support, maybe it's, they need a job, you know what I mean? But Kill you me. still would do it for free because you still love it. I do it for free a lot. Yeah, you, know, yeah, say, you like, pop up do, all over, yeah. I'd, like my buddy Adam Hunter, another great wrestling coach at uh, Paul Revere Middle School. Adam Hunter's got an open mic at the Dime on Tuesdays. I'll, I'll go by there, it's like six people. <laughs> they're all other comics. By the way, one. Jay's donated his time for April Fool's just three times. Yeah. That's yes. right. Which is amazing. And I want back in. All right. I in. Want We're doing it again in. next year. Yeah. You're in. I just got to make sure Brad Williams has exhausted <laughs> that striptease. <laughs> you were so upset when Brad Williams went before you or after you. Which was it? I wasn't upset. I was just... You were just like, okay, we're all playing for second place, I heard you say. I was in awe. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't upset at all. Like, if, <laughs> if you got if you shake it, if you got it. <laughs> I was in awe at how hard he had killed. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. But Brad's like one of the best comedians ever, because he takes everything you've ever wanted to know and just shoves it to the center of the table first. And then once he's disabled you, he gets into like the best stories ever. <laughs> you ever hear a story about Dalmatians hate midgets? Uh, no. <laughs> Apparently, like there's a really bad blood, like Crips bloods relationship with like midgets. And Dal- Dalmatians. I did not realize that. That's bad news for midgets. He had a Dalmatian in a dog park, like make a run at him and just try to hump his life out of him. And people started filming it instead of helping him. <laughs> it was the best. Brad, call in and tell that damn story. <laughs> Um, Jay, um, Irvine Improv this weekend? Yeah, that is correct. Five shows. You've done your research. I have. Improv.com. Tickets are on sale now. We need to sell it out. Yes. Friday, 7, 30, 9, 30, uh, 9, 45. Saturday, 7 and 9, 30. And Sunday at 7 p.m. Can I just give some shout-outs? Yeah. A little Boo Rock. Sure. Uh, diaper Shoes. Baby yeah. Shoe. Swiss Miss. Beat Central. And Ukalama. I just want to say, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Just just kids out there on that grind. You know what I'm saying? Starlito, what's up? I feel you, Starlito. All them dudes out in the Ville. What's up, son? Holler, for real. Can't even get none, man. Satisfaction style. Like, who you know are these nicknames? No, that's just, just little homies from the hood, Yeah, man. pals, man. Pals. 76er logo upside down. It's disrespectful. 
All right. Listen, before we go, Jay, I know. Thank you for the shout outs. Before we go, uh, Allie is going to fire some questions at you. We got Allie, 60 I'm say, what's seconds. Up to Allie? Yeah, she's right here. We got 60 seconds with Jay Moore. Uh, just first thing that comes to your mind, uh, you are on the clock. Allie, good luck. Boobs. If you could join the cast of any TV show, past or present, what show would you choose? Sopranos. Dream dinner date. Christ. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Why doesn't Tarzan have a beard? Uh, dollarshaveclub.com. If animals could talk, which one would be the biggest a-hole? Uh, house cat. Would you ever have a carpeted bathroom? Yes. (laughs) Creepiest thing you could say to a stranger that you pass on the street? Well, my airbags work. (laughs) Twizzlers or red vines? Twizzlers. Did you have a nickname growing up? Uh, No. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. Dog kisses on the mouth, yes or no? Absolutely, all day. <laughs> what do you think is your best trait? My best trait? Mm-hmm. Uh, compassion. When were you the happiest? It's been a long time. <laughs> I, I was hoping for now. I don't remember. Okay, well, let's not end on that. We no, can't. give him a, give him hey, a, give hey, a softball. Throw hey, him a man, softball. If it's Rewind real, it. If it's real, it's real, son. Throw a softball. Rewind it. Let's do another one. I come mean, on. The next one was if you could choose how you die, would you? Oh, and how? come on. This isn't helping. Autoerotic asphyxiation <laughs> next to Michael Hutchins' widow. <laughs> Jay, you, you still got it, my friend. So much better. Still, we'll see you, you soon. You still got still it, my friend. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I've been looking forward to this all day. Mm-hmm. It's a showdown, hey. people. It is a showdown. You know, we don't get to talk to Dr. Drew as often as we like. He's very kind with his time to come on once a week for our questions. But when we don't have access to Dr. Drew, we just go to Dr. Beer Mug. It's just mm-hmm. as good. Same. Same Mugs knows just yeah. as much stuff as Drew does. But more available. Right, just more available, that's all. Hey, Dr. Drew, how are you? You know what's so funny about that, aside from how far amok <laughs> he, he might run, uh, is that whenever I do print journal articles, they, they'll essentially call a Dr. Mug to, to ask about my opinions. That's right. right. They'll uh, either ask a homeless person or a beer mug. Yeah, uh, what sure. do you think about his opinion about this? Like, what? What? Oh, my God. Because you're both equally qualified. Exactly. You guys are just good journalists. Dr. Drew, Dr. Muggs. You guys are good journalists. Thank you. Before we get into what Muggs was telling us yesterday that we wanted to run by you, I'm curious about this. Um, Your patients, do you feel that the Internet has made them smarter in terms of health issues, or is it because there's so much bad information on the Internet it has made them dumber regarding health issues? I, I don't know whether to laugh out loud or sob uncontrollably way in response worse. to that question. I'm really? guessing way worse. It's not that it's worse. Okay. Because uh, it, it's nice to have motivated, informed patients. Mm-hmm. The problem is they don't understand the difference between information and the application and the wisdom associated with the application of information. So That's why we go to mugs. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. go to mugs for that. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but the, the material they bring in is always second-year medical school material, and they present it as though they're presenting me with material that 
I should know, and they're experts, and they're bringing me the latest. And it's, of course, it, it literally is people coming in and going, Dr. Pinsky, did you know the sky is blue? It is blue. <laughs> it is blue. I, yeah, yeah, I know. Have you ever told the patient, shut up? No. I Have you ever told so. him get off the internet? But, but I've yes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> stay off. Don't, stay off Google. Don't, don't confuse your Google search with ten years of medical training. Right. It's and, a very different thing. And one other thing before we get to mugs, and that is, is it true that no matter what you have, no matter how insignificant it is, if you go to WebMD, you'll be convinced you're dying. Right, which is why there was this phenomenon called medical student syndrome. Medical students during the first two years of medical school would get highly preoccupied about their health and having this and that and everything. Is that right? Because because when you don't have the wisdom of seeing it clinically a thousand times, when you read about it, it seems like something you could have. Hold on, Dr. Drew. Is that true, Dr. Muggs? That is correct. My guy can confirm that. My colleague is correct. Yes. All right. So I I brought up... I'm not sure if I had a chill or threw up in my mouth. <laughs> so, Drew, I had a, uh, I brought up, and, you know, we talk about a ton of topics in our meetings after the show, and I brought up that I had seen a very surprising survey, uh, um, uh, study, I should say, on CBS News the other night that colon cancer in young people has been going up, and they're not exactly sure why that is. It's going down in older people, up in younger people. And, Muggs, that's when you jumped in and you had a lot of uh, knowledge on colon cancer. Yes. Uh, Dr. Pinsky, did you know oh. that... <laughs> not even posed this guy's blue. Yes. <laughs> it's not even posed as a question. I love that. Did also, you know- he went with Pinsky, which is like a more of a peer thing. Correct. That's right. Dr. Drew is his Dr. stage. Of course, Dr. Drew. Of course. I agree. So, if you eat spicy foods or or hot sauces or anything that contains a spice element to it, that it greatly reduces your risk of colon cancer down the line. I, I didn't. I don't know of that data. Where is it published? Well, I heard it from a guy in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay. So hold on, Muggs. So you presented your side, Doctor yeah. Drew. You've never even heard that rumor. No, never heard that rumor, and and always be very careful when people report associations. That doesn't mean causation. We first have to do the studies that tell us what's causing things. And right now, we don't really know what's causing the increase in colon cancer. We know some of the ways to reduce the risk. Eating spicy, spicy food. food, we yeah. heard. Bulk, bulk, non-absorbable bulk, very good. Things like psyllium husk, that kind of thing. And then if you're somebody, now you can do genetic testing, right? You can do, go to color.com, as we've all done. Turns out I have something called Lynch syndrome that increases my risk of colon cancer, so they've increased my screening with colonoscopies, and that reduces my risk of Dr. colon Dr. Muggs, do you concur? What do you say to the fact that most of the Mexican population has a low rate of colon cancer? <laughs> you made that, that up. Is that a fact? I heard that from another guy. <laughs> okay. I will say, <laughs> though, I will say I've been doing a little bit of research here on the Internet. Dr. Muggs, uh, well, first a Dr. Drew question. The Journal of Clinical Investigation, is that something important? Yeah, it's a good one. Spicy food lovers, the active ingredient found in chili peppers could reduce the risk of, of colon cancer. Is it, is, it, is, it, is it just like fire coming out of your butt so it's burning bad stuff on the way out? No. Oh. You got you have to think chemically. There must be something in the chemical of capsaicin or one of those spicy elements that is somehow interacting with the surface of the colon that's changing the way these abnormal growths we call polyps emerge. I'm sorry, and I gotta give the first round to Dr. Beer Mug. Thank you. Yeah. First round, Dr. Beer Mug. First round to Dr. Beer Mug. I concur. And again, 
At this point, it's an observation. It's mm-hmm. an observation. Okay. It's not a cause. All right. Okay. Second, second topic, Beer Mike, I don't know how it came up, but you had thoughts on kidney stones. Dr. Pinsky, did you know <laughs> <laughs> that adding lemon juice to your water greatly reduces the production of kidney stones? Certain kinds of kidney stones, acidification of the urine might be worthwhile. So, and but the Whoa! main thing might is, for certain types might be. Yeah, and and it, it, the main thing though is go ahead and take lots of fluids because that will re- reduce your risk of yeah. kidney stones. And I can also back that up through a Harvard study. So he's right. So oh, wow. Harvard was my understudy. So well, I'm glad to know that I've got somebody covering for me that actually looks into the literature before right. he makes declarations. Round two, Dr. Moss. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got it. Well, I think that was a draw. I think they the draw. both, okay. both were aware and both yeah. agree right. with that. All right. Do you have any other crazy theory you want to my, use my, as a tiebreaker here, Muggs? I got to say, though, the, the, the most extraordinary thing is where Muggs finds his information. I'd like mm-hmm. to talk to this dude. Talk to a guy, yeah. This tequila bar. Muggs, you got another one? Yeah. We need a tiebreaker. My final piece here is, okay. unlike the first two, which I really haven't been able to test, I mean, I do eat a lot of spicy food, mm-hmm. I haven't passed any kidney stones, I don't drink that much lemon water, which I need to. Let's get to the third one, if you don't mind. Here's the third one. <laughs> Dr. Pinsky, did you know that smoking marijuana greatly induces the endorphin and serotonin uptake in your brain while working out? Well, I, I would. that makes perfect sense to me. Oh! Uh, oh. Uh, and it does that at a baseline too so it's it, i think what you're saying is that it it amplifies the serotonin endorphin effects of exercise yeah. and that makes sense to me Ladies, well, so, but that wasn't a tiebreaker now we're tied again no but you know what we've done is we've established that we have two great physicians <laughs> on staff here. On the show, what, what we know is that they're equally equally smart Again, we got to find the oracle of El Coyote. I've got to find that. (laughs) (laughs) Equally smart, equally qualified. DrDrew.com is where you want to go for all of the great podcasts. Also, details on the midday live show on 790 KBC from noon to 3 Monday through Friday. And don't forget, you can download the Heal app of the App Store or Google Play and have Beer Mug come to your home and perform an operation on you. Thanks, Drew. We'll talk to you next week. Scared. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Jensen, with mm-hmm. uh, paternity leave and vacation and everything, I feel like it's been a minute since we've had a new get up on this, but I'm very excited to hear what you're going to introduce us to today. You should be. I, I feel like I've been sitting on this one for oh. now two weeks. Uh, Bean is going to love it, but this is my get up on this. Get up, get on up. As you know, I believe there is too much TV. I think you should feel the same exact way. Too many options out there, so I'm here to lessen the chances of you picking something bad and instead picking what I think is the television show of the year. Wow. If you listen to Kevin and Bean or K-Rock at all, you will appreciate this show. It is currently on Showtime, and it is called Shangri-La. Not heard of it. Bean's already seen it? I haven't seen it, but it's on my list. It's the Rick Rubin documentary series. It is, and it is better than you could even imagine. It is a four-part documentary written and directed by Morgan Neville, who uh, you don't recognize his name, but Mm. he is one of the best documentarians working today. He did 30 Feet from Stardom, 
uh, mm. which was so great so about good. background singers. Ten and, feet from stardom. Uh, so is it ten feet? Yeah. Uh, However right, far well, it was. I, in my opinion, they should be further back. <laughs> uh, and, and the smash. Or down, twenty? Maybe it was twenty. Jets. Really? I think it was twenty. Split the difference. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, listen, he also did the Smash Mr. Rogers documentary, "Won't You Be My Neighbor," which oh, everyone loved. Fantastic. So but this it was, guy, "Won't You Live Adjacent?" Right. It's different. <laughs> Won't you be thirty feet from my house? <laughs> Uh, well, this new project details and goes deep with super producer Rick Rubin and his storied Malibu studio recording, uh, his recording studio. For those who don't know, uh, while in college, Rick Rubin, alongside Russell Simmons, founded the record label Def Jam and in turn discovered acts like Run DMC, Beastie Boys, LL Cool J, and since has had an insolently eclectic career. There's n- almost nobody you could mention that he hasn't worked with. Absolutely. Exactly. And I don't, th- I was thinking about this. I don't think there's a producer ever who has worked with more K-Rock artists. Yeah, and I agreed. don't necessarily mean like we play that song, mm-hmm. but I don't think anyone has had their hand in albums that K-Rock plays more than Rick Rubin. Yeah. He's worked with uh, Slayer, Linkin Park, Andrew Dice Clay, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Jay-Z, Eminem, System of a Down. That is uh, That goes across every genre. Yeah, there's no genre that he's in. That right. Just every band wants him to help. It's nuts. And, and maybe even most famous for the resurrection of Johnny Cash's career, too. That's right. Uh, and, on and top of all of that. A lot of talk about that in the documentary. Now, Shane Shangri-La is what he calls his Malibu property and workspace, which at one time housed Elvis, Bob Dylan, and the band. Uh, You see it in The Last Waltz. It's a a storied uh, house and and kind of acreage uh, in Malibu that involves so much musical history. It also, oddly, housed Mr. Ed during his career. Really? (laughs) It did. Uh, But now it's ruled by Rick Rubin, who mostly walks around at Barefoot, working with different artists. Now, I know people who've worked with Rick Rubin before, and one of the knocks on him is, what does he do for you? People are, are kind of confused because he's not a musician, per se. Right. He doesn't get in and move around. He just sits in the back, barefoot, laying down. So this is a, a common thing known about him, right. is that he lays down in the back of the studio and really just gives you vibes and helps you work. He's almost a therapist. It feels like, from talking to other people about yeah. him, like they he will take an idea yeah. and make it a crazy great idea. Or do very little and yes. still do a lot. So I yeah. remember Jensen in the outstanding Dixie Chicks documentary. Yes. They went through that with him because he just sits in the room and just you play and he stops you when something's good yeah and sometimes you might think he has no musical knowledge he just sort of sits there yep but that is his that's his aura and that's what the whole documentary is about what shangri-la means to him is that on now it is you can you can stream all of them on showtime excited okay so in each episode you learn the history and the current state of shangri-la you also learn so much about the wildly strange rick rubin uh he's a genius but also has like a personal sherpa and he's very, very odd. Loves pro wrestling, watches it religiously every week. Doesn't he meditate like many hours a day, too? Two hours a day. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he gets into cold ice baths every single day. Wow. Um, he has a house that is just, this is uh, Shangri-La where, where you record. It's all white. There's no art on the walls and no furniture or items anywhere near the studio. He's such a weirdo genius. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's devoid of anything so the creativity can flow through you. As you find these small details out, you follow Ruben in conversations and recording sessions with those who stop by that include Ezra Koenig of Vampire Weekend, Little Yachty, Flea, LO Cool J, Leon Bridges, SZA, Santana, David Blaine, Tyler the Creator, David Lynch, Mike D, McConan, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon, the late Mac <laughs> Miller. Crazy. It really, it's, it is... 
at Gerard Carmichael, uh, uh, entrepreneur, stop by. It is the weirdest but best show of the year. Ruben also has an on-site library of his entire life. It's chronicling everything he does from the history of meditation and yoga to letters between him and Johnny Cash as to what songs they would cover. Wow. Uh, and it's, it's run by the uh, USC Annenberg Library people. Oh, wow. It's crazy. That's Thru- crazy. Throughout the documentary, you see some very cool recreations of Rick's life through actors and puppets. Uh, you even get in. I'm sorry. Did you say puppets? That is true. You said there's puppets. Puppets. And animation. Uh, there's an interview with his NYU college roommate that tells you about what it was like living in the dorm that uh, Def Jam was created from. The kid who plays Rick as a child is bald and has a fake long beard. I love this so much. <laughs> it made me laugh every time. Another amazing scene is when Ezra from uh, Vampire Weekend, who worked with Rick on the new album that we love so much, worried that one of his new songs sounded too much like that Smash Mouth song about Shrek. <laughs> you hear about Flea's heroin uh, addiction, how he started playing bass. You hear about Rivers Cuomo uh, and a never-released Weezer cover of Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Uh, you get introduced to new African protege of Santana's. You hear why Rick Rubin engulfs himself in ice baths with surfer Laird Hamilton. His life is crazy. Uh, Let's listen to a quick clip. This is artists talking about the first music they heard. You'll hear Tyler, the Creator, LL Cool J, and Chuck D. That's like Jeanne's first album, Faith and Mary J. Blige's first album, Erica's first album. Was that that your parents listening to? That was my mom. It started off with, you know, OJ's and Teddy Pendergrass and, um, you know, a, 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 a little We Will Rock You kind of mixed in there. My mom's is Motown Stacks Atlantic. And she was controlled. She was the DJ in the house. Pretty much. Meaning you don't go outside until you finish these chores. So you're forced to listen. And it plays over and over. And don't touch that record player. Uh, you know I'm a huge supporter of what Mac Miller did yes. uh, in his career. Yep. And you see some recording sessions between Mac and Rick Rubin in the documentary, and Rick goes through all the artists who've passed away in his career, which is insane amounts from Jam Master Jay on. Uh, he says nothing hurt him as much as Mac Miller. Mm. It's a, it's I got to tell you, we've talked to him a, a couple of different times trying to get him on the show, and he's couldn't be a kinder, nicer, gentler man. soul yeah. that doesn't want to get up early. Uh, <laughs> and, doesn't, well, and doesn't have to. Yeah, it makes sense. He wakes up late. I think you get that in the documentary. Uh, this is the most fun I've had while watching TV this year. Four hours of Rick Rubin and Shangri-La information. Shut up, take my money. That's you, awesome. You will love it. I couldn't yeah. recommend it more. All the episodes can be streamed to watch at Showtime currently. It is called Shangri-La for Morgan Neville and Rick Rubin. And that is this week's Get Up On This. Get Up Get On This. Get Up It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Allie's here with our final look at what's happening here on this Thursday morning Kevin and Bean Show. What's going on? uh, Remember the big reveal for, like, Apple TV, how everyone was like, what? What? Did you guys know this was happening today? It just seemed really kind of budget. Yeah. Like, it was just weak. With a lot of celebrities. A lot of celebrities. there was no footage, basically. No. Right. No. Uh, well, AT&T has set its big reveal for HBO Max. They're going to do it on October 29th. Topics expected to be covered are pricing, subscription features, product demos. The service is supposed to come out in 2020, but already has major celeb backing. Projects starring Anna Kendrick, Ansel Elgort, Kaylee Cuoco, and several others already set. But I've, I've heard such random things about HBO Max that some people are thinking it might cost as much as $17 Ooh, wow. a month, which then makes 
Disney Plus look real good. What's like the this greatest point? deal ever? Six ninety nine, I think, wow. to start. Yeah, to start. To start. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I can't imagine they would charge that much. I can't either. Right? That seems like That's a lot, more than Netflix. It is. I mean, it's more ha- than the good Netflix, which is twelve ninety nine. They have right. to know the basic. market. There's no they way they have to. Is yeah. HBO Go nine ninety nine? Like the you know what I mean? Like the yeah, I have part, that. I don't I think know. it's like nine ninety nine. So that would be weird to go almost double. It, yeah. I'm hoping that all these people that are thinking they're right about things really have no idea. Which tends to happen in yeah, situations most of the time, yeah. like this, you guys. I'm not sure if you heard about this uh, situation happening at a restaurant in Baltimore. They've been in quite the quite the fight with PETA. Hmm. Okay. It started back in September when PETA ran a billboard in Baltimore that showed a picture of a crab that read, I'm me. Not meat, and the me was capitalized in me and meat. <laughs> I, I like meat. And then Jimmy's, a fam- Jimmy's famous seafood in Baltimore, responded with the caption with a cooked crab that says "steamed crabs here to stay," and the me in steamed was capitalized. <laughs> I like it. It's a battle. That it's a beef. So it's a battle, and mm-hmm. it just went to their social media. People were mad. Then people were like, "No, this is awesome." Jimmy's famous seafood. Speaking so of meat. Jimmy's famous seafood has decided what would you ever do with that much meat. Now to release a new beer called Pita Tears. <laughs> the restaurant for the win. Announced the new brew on Twitter with the caption, "Dear Pita, your tears are delicious, and we're sharing them with the world." Wow. Oh my god, Great. I love this place. That's a mic drop. I, and yeah. I want to just come visit and eat all of your seafood and drink all of your beer. By it's the way, on. it's a traditional blonde ale. So congratulations, Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Uh, in a statement uh, to the Baltimore Sun, PETA President Ingrid Newkirk called the new beer a silly bid for relevancy and suggested that Jimmy's Famous Seafood should add vegan options to their menu or even switch to an entirely vegan menu. At Jimmy's famous seafood. <laughs> F you, Ingrid. Do you have chicken with, finger? You know. I mean, come on. Come on. It's like they want to be made fun of. It's like they put things out that they're like, just ruin us for this. Yeah, I think so. Kill two birds. With, I think what they, is it? Feed two birds with one scone? I know. It, that whole Ugh. thing. Come on. I'm happy with, you know, your sausage meat any way you can get it. See? Wow, man. All right. So Jimmy's Famous Seafood out there in Baltimore. I, that's worth the trip, you guys. I think so, too. We will be broadcasting next week from Jimmy's Famous <laughs> we, we haven't set that up yet. We have? Okay. All right. I need meat. Oh, Kevin, we'll get you some. <laughs> any of you watch The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? The movie? Uh, yeah, the love, British, yeah. you know, pop culture staple, really. Yeah, I, love I the know movie. of it more as a book than I yeah. do as a movie. But yeah, I like, it I started like the movie, out. At, yeah, it was a good mm-hmm. movie. It started out, I believe, as a radio series and then mm-hmm. went into novels and then has become a um, a real funny movie. Yeah. But here's the thing The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is headed to Hulu as a new series. Interesting. Interesting. New so, series. Arthur Dent, the hapless Englishman. Just gonna be taking on all new adventures. Forty-two, secret of life. I don't know if we need it. There's a lot of TV. There's a lot of TV. Yeah. There is, yeah. A lot of TV right it's there. It's interesting because they recently had uh, Catch Twenty Two, another very famous book with a cult uh, following. They turned that into a miniseries on Hulu as well. A Clooney, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was snubbed for an Emmy. A lot Clune of snubs. Dog. Mm-hmm. Clune dog, you guys.
Well, this is great news for Bean because he loves all things 7-Eleven. And I can't believe you haven't reached out to this family to see how you could help. How do you know he hasn't? There was an <laughs> infant born on July 11th, of course, 7-Eleven, at 7-Eleven p.m., Weighing seven pounds and eleven ounces, you guys. Seven eleven. Don't oh. you think that it was maybe mm-hmm. seven pounds and ten ounces, and they just went rounded up? Better story, right? Let's Probably. Go 11 ounces. Probably. <laughs> well, Seven Eleven has pledged seven thousand one hundred and eleven dollars towards a college fund for this little girl, which is pretty nice, you guys. I was down there, and I watch our police mm-hmm. and our firemen down in Seven Eleven down the World Trade Center right after it came down. <laughs> No. That's not real. That's real? It's real. That's no. not real. But say that's not real. It's real. But don't say it's not. Can though. you play it again now that I know what it is? I was down there, and I watch our police and our firemen down in 7-Eleven down mm. the World Trade Center right after it came down. I mean, there was never, a 7-Eleven in the World Trade Center? Never forget 7-Eleven, you guys. That's what I've always said. That's my next tattoo. But that's real? Yes, that's a real piece of tape from your president. Okay. You call that person a sociopath. Wow. Wow. Oops, that's the wrong button. It sure is. I wanted to start the show. It's been a real banner day, you guys. What's been going since well, the start of the show? We've made it's a mistake or two. It's catching. <laughs> Here's something weird, though, about this um, this birth and everything. The mother said that she kept seeing the number 7 and 11 during her pregnancy. Like, you know how you kind of attach yourself to different numbers and then you sure. see them a lot? Mm-hmm. She should go to Las Vegas. She should. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times she's now looking at the clock and it's right at 7-11. That's so it's weird. It's probably 7-11, isn't it? It might be, Rodney. Let's all head out. How does out. he have two drops that say 7-11? <laughs> I love 7-11, too. Uh, what if I were to say I have a third? <laughs> you can find that anywhere. 7-11s. Anywhere. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he loves that. Oh, a miracle. That's a, that's a gift, you guys. Thanks, honey, little grandpa. Well, following the Lance Bass produced YouTube documentary, The Boy Band Con, a biopic of Lou Pearlman is now officially in the works. Hmm. It's going to tell the story of the late boy band mogul turned Ponzi schemer who died in prison in 2016. This is the guy that started and managed. Insync, Backstreet Boys, O Town, LFO. Like he created all. Yes. Those, yeah. Put, put them put, together, put managed them, together, them yeah. everything. He, he would. It was and stole all their money. Yeah, and stole mm-hmm. their money. He was stole. involved in private jets, I think, originally, and then had seen uh, Menudo or somebody on that private jet and was like, "I should start my own boy band." Good That's Lord. like his origin story. Wow. And then the ending is not so good. What? No. I mean, he must have been rich beyond words. Anyway, why would he? Need to do a Ponzi scheme, and why would he try? Yeah, well, there's, make yeah. there's other accusations too. Yeah. Oh, okay. That are that are not cute. Not no. a good deal. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying not to think. Good. Can you cast Lou Pearlman? Anyone have any ideas? Uh he's dead. No, no, no. I mean, can, I mean, like, who would you <laughs> For cast the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Not, like, would up. you bring him out of jail? I don't think to bring him back up. I, I don't think Lou Pearlman should play himself in <laughs> okay. the Lou Pearlman story. Okay. Um, uh, I will tell you this after watching The Loudest Voice. On, yes, thank you. Were you going to go with that? I was exactly going to say just keep Russell Crowe in the makeup he's using for Roger Ailes and he could play Lou Pearlman. It's mm-hmm. it's stunning it's how uncanny. good Roger Ailes, or Roger Ailes, how good Russell Crowe is as Roger Ailes on The Loudest Voice on Showtime. You guys should watch it. I wish uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was still alive. Aww. That's exactly the other name oh, I was well. thinking. He would be perfect be for that. Perfect Lou Pearlman. Kevin, who yep. are you thinking? DJ so, Qualls. That's exactly who I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was a little disappointed that Bean didn't say it. Oh, <laughs> I am. Because he said it like two, three times yeah. today. Yeah. 
Spend a DJ Calls kind of day. I am seeing online. Oh, yeah. 7 Eleven, mm-hmm. right? I am seeing that Toby Jones has played Lou Pearlman in a TV movie before. Oh. And Toby Jones is very good, too. But mm-hmm. that's that's a good range. All right. What about Toby to- Keith? Toby no. Jones Jensen was the other actor besides Philip Seymour Hoffman that played Truman Capote. <laughs> I know, but that's a look. It's Small a look. world. Yeah. <laughs> it's a look. That was fun. Time to go to 7 Right, right. right. <laughs> Might be. Yeah. We've got some birthdays for you. Mac Lethal. Finn Baylor. Yay. And Matt LeBlanc. That's what's happening. Thanks, Alan. You drive home today. Listen to a commercial free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness. Be SoCal helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, Jensen has. <laughs> Describe your surprise for us. Well, I can't. It's a I surprise. Mean, we're really. You said it's going to shock I us. I mean, you've been it's, teasing this for three days it, off the air. It makes me laugh very hard. I think it's a strange thing that's available to us, and I, I went through with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, uh. We're going to want to talk to people who deliver food. Oh, oh no. Well, I don't no, think no, we no, do. No, no, no. We don't want to push this. And we want to no. ask them no. about no. sampling the food on their way to the house. No. I don't think we need that, Kevin. We don't need it. We need that, mm-hmm. and we're going to have nope. it. Don't need it. We found out today that uh, 28% of people who deliver food through those food uh, ordering apps uh, put their fingers in your food, basically. Help themselves. Have a fry or two. We're going to need to talk to you. Mm. Uh, It's Friday, so keep it 100. And also, we've got your tickets for 21 Pilots as well tomorrow morning. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.